0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast. This is our podcast. We're Andrew and John. We talk a long time. This is our theme song. This is our theme song. This is Magpod at Hornlight.
1: Ho, ho, ho.
2: Merry Magpod. Ho, <laughs> Mary back Uh, in that stewed i'm i'm andrew i'm john looking into andrew's eyes
1: (laughs) this is our podcast that's our food lion and that food lion has he's got a santa hat on (laughs) yes he's got he's jingling his bells Mm -hmm. john i am i'm back we yes are back in magnified studios west hell yeah for the first time in over two years. Yes. And for those who are not initiated, Magnified so, Studio West... It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. ...is John's house. Yes. Magnified Studios East used to be my right. place. I guess we're is... north
2: and south now more. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm so. I'm the South Pole. Yeah. You're the North Pole.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it it wouldn't be a MagPod recording in-person session without a clusterfuck of, of audio issues
2: <laughs> you know we got used to zoom in in our quarantine years
1: yeah uh but we figured it out we got we got lazy we got we got you know we can't l- rest on our laurels mm-hmm. for the uh holiday special no which by the way um john we have a bevy of beverages we do a beverage. <laughs> that's that's not anything. Um, I I brought some special things to yes. make us some cocktails. Oh yeah! Uh, it, because it's something a cocktail I have mentioned on the pod before, mm. and it is an old flame. Mm. It is uh, fireball, uh, orange liqueur, bitters, and a Luxardo cherry. It's delicious, and it is delicious. What started off as a sort of a joke for myself, I'm like, wait a second, hold on a minute, <laughs> hold
2: on, I, hold on, just a second. And that's the ticket. <laughs> from your descriptions of it, it sounded delightful, but I gotta say, it's it's putting a little old flame in my heart right mm. now. It's wonderful. Mm. It's warming me up. It's uh, it's yeah, you nailed it. Well done. Thank you. Um, also, I couldn't
1: come. <laughs> from minnesota that's right and not bring some hams
2: yep so why don't we crack crack some hams Think so here we go yes oh man this time when we say cheers we can truly cheers cheers, cheers it yeah man
3: mm.
2: oh it goes down smooth <sighs> man hammies with my dude yes christmas coming my great life it's a great time of year love love this time of year
1: it's you know we've been getting a lot of getting a lot of snow yeah uh, uh in minnesota i'm not sure how you guys have been faring not so much here we I miss it we got we've had some really weird weather right we had some thunderstorms yeah the other That's, day shouldn't be <laughs> not right <laughs> yeah but they were like there was like this thunderstorm warning it's like you know there's gonna be like 70 mile per hour winds
2: you know yeah, as you as you do
3: in, right in
1: Normal December,
2: pre-Christmas weather. <laughs> um, yeah, then you guys got like a foot and a half of snow or something for a yeah. couple days there. Yeah,
1: we got dumped on, and then and then like a few days later, it was pouring rain. So love a rainy Christmas. Super chill, super chill. Um, so, but why am I here, John? Mm. What brings me to well, the Chicago area?
2: Number one, to celebrate the season together yes <laughs> number two naturally uh when we got tickets to the show that we're going to together this weekend it seemed like a lofty idea like <laughs> we'll see if that happens but it's happening we are sealing ceiling. we're sealing we are sealing juliana theory we're dancing
1: on the ceiling <laughs> with lionel we're seeing lionel richie <laughs> that's right finally <laughs> uh next season four is uh dancing on the podcast yeah i was like
2: i'm really trying <laughs> trying to think of something hello is it pod you're looking for <laughs> something like that sure um no we are seeing oh God. <laughs> <laughs> i have had several drinks um no we're seeing juliana theory yes. in may uh performing beloved albums back to back it's called the emotion is the everglue Ever- <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> merry christmas everyone we're
1: keeping all we're keeping <laughs> see because we're recording to a single track yeah, there's gonna be very little editing on this episode, yeah, everybody, yeah. So you're welcome. Okay,
2: I'm gonna just rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> I'm gonna exercise my lips and loosen up. Uh, the emotion is the Everglow tour because Juliana Theory is playing our beloved album Emotion Is Dead. Yes. May is playing their album The Everglow. I don't know that album as well, but I, you know, enjoyed May from the little I knew of them. But Juliana Theory one of my faves that album one of my faves so oh, very pumped to see them together tomorrow yes and you'll be able to hear what we think about it cuz we're going to we're going to do some little podcast magic yes and splice in some audio of our live takes at Watt the Show <laughs> where
1: uh, it's going to be Watt the Show but right. it's, MXPX will not be there mike no. mike will not be Watt the Show no uh but yes we lest we forget that on original vinyl our dude jason uh, was part of getting emotion is dead yes pressed
2: Wimotion is dead, with
1: emotion was dead uh repressed to vinyl this year and uh so my understanding is that there might be some copies Ooh. being sold there so um I guess that's for those people to to find out. Yeah. But we'll see. Yes. Um So, John, why don't we since we're just teasing it up, why don't we just jump into that show experience? <laughs> Take it away, Future us. <laughs> All right, John, we are in the car on the way to Bottom Lounge. Yes. In the city city being Chicago. And this will be our first concert together since 2019. At least, which I think right? was March March 2019, okay. yeah. which is where we also saw MXPX5 Iron at the Bottom Lounge as well. Yes. And uh, so we're seeing Juliana Theory in May, of course, and not not dissimilar to the time we saw Smitty and the Newsboys, <laughs> sort of like a last-minute VIP yeah. exclusive situation happening. Yeah. So, Possibly. Or, possibly. Why
2: don't you tell the folks what went down? Uh, well, shout out producer Jason, uh, aka releaser of the uh, "Emotion Is Dead" vinyl this year. Uh, mentioned to you know some of his dudes that. We were on our way. We got put on some sort of list. Apparently there's like a, an acoustic set, a meet and greet, um, some other things happening. But that all started like an hour ago. <laughs> so we may miss it entirely. We appreciate Jason's efforts either way. And maybe, you know, something uh, extra special happened for those who arrive fashionably late. Yeah. I
1: I was not... I never really expect this kind of thing to happen, but it's, it's nice to have yeah have your boys looking out looking out for you. So we'll see what happens. Um, I have never seen Juliana Theory I think I saw May performing at a maybe it was a warp tour one year. I don't remember, but it was like they were on this really weird stage and the sound was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't their fault though. But yeah, we just been hanging out today, had some beers, we got to talk to our boy John Warren, which was also sort of a last minute thing. So lots of lots of stuff coming together last minute. Last minute.
2: I was gonna say I've seen I've seen Juliana Theory twice. What? Uh once at the Metro, probably right around the time of motion is dead. And once at uh, a record store in Chicago. Uh, they did, like, an acoustic set. Um, that was also 20-plus years ago, so it's been Wait, a while. Wait,
1: did I see the Juliana Theory at, at the Metro, too?
2: Perhaps. Probably.
1: Because um, I seem to remember... I wonder if we were at that same show together, because it's I been. I remember... I'm Now I'm, like, accessing a memory I haven't accessed in a long time. I'm, tr- I'm remembering their, like images of a merch booth with maybe, uh, music from another room, uh, yeah. merch, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder if we were at that, at that same show together. Could be, man. I'll have to, I'll have to look, uh, look it up and see if, see if I can find any more details. All right. Um, more later after our vip exclusive uh, uh, pre-show partying with the band i'm assuming that's what this is right you yeah.
2: get to i think we're gonna end up in a abandoned office building with them afterward <laughs> that's usually how it goes that's usually yeah but you'll it'll just be me you'll leave before <laughs> yeah. Sounds right. it'll be yeah it'll be good
1: time all right all right john so
3: <clears throat>
1: my voice is a little shot yeah. um we just finished seeing juliana theory <clears throat> I was I was going hard, yeah,
2: man. So my voice is a little bit thrown, but uh, how did you feel about that set? It was super fun, man. We <coughs> we did indeed make it in time for the pre-show acoustic set slash Q and A, uh, which was very fun to be there for. Couldn't think of any uh, pod-related questions on the fly, such as when when did you first hear of Juliana Theory, that kind of thing. Um, but maybe we'll still. Meet them later. Um, but no, it was super fun. I, as we were just talking about, they jumped around a little bit in the set, didn't just play it straight through. Uh, they were talking a little shit about uh, what's the one song? Uh, uh, something Isn't Right Here. Something Isn't Right Here. Top of the World. Right. The songs that are more like who, who, and la la la. They skipped those ones, except they did uh, Something Isn't Right Here, is sort of like a twice as fast as normal version and a little mini acoustic set and then they saved uh, We're at the Top of the World for the penultimate song and they talked about how it had been on Dawson's Creek like six times or something which I didn't realize but I don't know I thought it was a super fun set what did you think? I also thought it was a great set Um,
1: I opted to wear earplugs for most of it yeah it was probably a smart choice I did not it was a you know emo or not they were loud as hell yeah um I felt like they had like some audio issues at times where like maybe things weren't clicking in or like certain instruments weren't Yeah. I don't know. cuz that was sort of weird but um you know, Brett was still hitting yeah, those screamy high notes and stuff. Yeah, so man. that was really that was really fun. Lots of audience participation.
2: Yes, they uh, part of the reason why our voices are gone is that during this um, patient still waiting the big Come on! Part was they kind of dropped out just to the little doo 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 acoustic riff a few times. Was like, okay, everybody. He did his little like. Here's where we're at in the world right now. I need you to sing along. So we all he turned the mics out to the audience and everybody just screamed like, come on! And you know you got to scream it through the mask, so it's extra hard. Uh, but that was super fun. Um uh, trying to think of other. Well, I may or may modes. not. I may or may not have
1: <clears throat> gotten that. On video,
2: okay. So yeah. maybe we can post Gotta that. Share that. We'll post share some that stuff.
1: Post that to the Patreon or something.
2: Yeah. We also uh, ran into mm-hmm. a listener, Matthew, uh, super cool dude. Uh, still surreal to be at shows and have people be like, "Do you guys do Magnified Pod?" And we're like, "How do you know that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but seemed like super cool dude. Especially uh, like, sort of in the dark, right. wearing masks, yeah.
1: in a medium that is like primarily about our voices. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Uh, but thanks to him. Um, yeah i don 't know I was uh, I had pretty high expectations been jamming on this record a lot waiting for the show and I feel like they delivered definitely delivered um, may up next um,
1: not an album i 'm as familiar with same so we will see how this one goes down uh, yeah we were under the impression this this <laughs> Uh, someone thought that this was gonna be over at ten, and it's currently nine thirty-five. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's not happening. But we will check back in after this next set. And hey, I also want to give a shout out to past Andrew and John.
3: You guys, <laughs> up, guys?
1: you guys were happy? we are having a good time. Yeah. So. Um, talk to you talk to you past us later sure okay <laughs> all right john we are out of the show we're on the highway um i think if there is one thing we concluded it's that we are old <laughs> um standing for 4 hours is a young man's game yeah. you know uh, but I think the other takeaway is that Juliana Theory is is as uh, the band for us. Yeah. It's not that it's not that we disliked May or, or their music. I mean, their first, the May's, May's first record is if they were playing that record, I would have been way yeah. into it. But um, it just for me, uh,
2: the Juliana Theory was the was the draw. They played a couple. May played a couple songs off of that earlier record, right before they started the Everglow. Yeah, they they played uh, "Embers and Envelopes." I'm not. I don't
1: remember. I'm not familiar with the first yeah, song. Maybe that's on uh, the first song they played. I wonder if
2: that was like from one of their yeah. newer records. But um, whatever was. I think I liked those two more than any of the ones from the Everglow. Um, so definitely like fun show. Enjoyed it, but just not as much uh, my deal. Yeah Um yeah,
1: I Am really glad this actually Happened I know that we were wondering like Is this gonna be a thing Is this actually gonna happen And Um You know I One of the things I will say about May That I loved Was the guitarist Came out wearing A shirt that said trans rights now which I was like and you were like yeah having a Christian a band from the Christian scene yeah. like on stage with an LGBTQ equality shirt is definitely our our vibe yeah, and get them on the pod, get them on the pod. Um, and
2: like what did you looked at their uh, their merch, was. what was the, the deal with their merch? I think they had out, been offering a specific t-shirt for sale where the proceeds would go towards abortion rights organizations uh, recently. So, also cool. Also very, very cool.
1: Loving that. And uh, the drummer was wearing a shirt of a uh, British uh, sort of pop rock I'm um, not even sure what you would... I, actually, I'm not exactly sure what to call them, but the band The Vaccines. Yeah. And I, I've got to imagine that that was an intentional choice. That's what I
2: assumed, yes. Yeah,
1: like, let's let's get on stage and wear, wear these issues literally on our sleeves. Yeah. And I, I fucking love that. Also, um, if you guys haven't listened to the vaccines at all they um, they are really really good um, so um, yeah I think we're going to go back to your place and continue hanging we'll see if there's any additional potting depending on what condition we're in
3: <laughs> <We'll see. laughs>
1: so um, if not
2: let's throw it back to past, past us, us. Hi guys. hey guys wow it sounds like we had a lot of fun at that show oh man what <laughs> what, what memories a, we had what
1: memories uh, uh, a night we we ne'er
2: will forget mm. uh yes we'll we'll find out <laughs> how it goes later <laughs> slash uh in the future in the past anyway um <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of practice. I think here. we're I think <laughs> we just ripped a hole in the space time continuum. <laughs> Doctor Strange is there. <laughs> He's bringing in some other Spider Man. Um. Marty, <laughs> <laughs> what ha- what
1: happens to us at the Juliana theory show, Doc? <laughs> when we become assholes or something? Maybe. No, it's the everglow, Marty.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> something has to be done about the everglow.
2: Where we're going, we don't need May. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need Wimotion. <laughs> that's funny. <better. laughs> um, yes. Uh, fun show, presumably. And uh, also, we got some fun stuff coming up today. We got uh, our Albums of the Year over here. Oh, hey. We're eating some hot sauce over Ooh, here. <laughs> hey. That uh, aforementioned grave robber, I believe in ghost, uh, hot sauce we're gonna bring uh on jenny my lovely wife in a minute here to to eat some hot sauce with us and
1: is that the six-timer is she a six-timer
2: she must be right yeah i think
1: i feel like she's been because i feel like we talked about her being a five-timer
2: right she got her smoking jacket
1: (laughs) she got her jacket um yeah so i i feel like she is very easily you know she's getting out ahead of everybody in terms of recurring guests right um
2: on the pod and I think for your sixth time, you get the gift of a scalded tongue yep. via hot sauce. Yes. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute. We will also get to uh, the Hangnail EP, Christmas Hymns, that we're covering today. Yes. Uh, Through a bit of a curveball there, where I know we said last up we were going to dive into their self-titled debut, but we figured the timing uh, with this Christmas episode coming out was going to be uh, perfect to talk about their Christmas Hymns record, which we... Love, yes, and we'll get into. Um, But uh, yeah, perhaps some other Christmas surprises along the way. (laughs) Uh, No, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Um,
1: So, John, with Christmas right around the corner, mm. um, next week even. Yep. What are you? What do you guys have planned? What are you? What are you doing? You're going to be sitting around the fire with the fam. Are you going to be
2: doing any traveling? We will be doing Christmas Eve with, uh, family here, my in-laws, um, gathering around the fire at, uh, Jenny's folks house, mm. which we haven't done in, uh, quite a while. Sure. Uh, it's been a while. And then, uh, next day, Christmas quiet at home here, just us, um, gathering around our fire, mm. maybe watching some, uh, Garfield, uh, pet squad or whatever space (laughs) space force yeah uh whatever when andrew arrived tonight (laughs) my kids were watching garfield which for those of us who grew up on garfield uh the animated series looks pretty different these days oh my god (laughs) it's like cgi and he's it's in this particular case he had a a superhero team around him and they were in space and he was jacked um yeah a a jacked garfield is
1: (laughs) not a thing uh, not a universe <laughs> the garfield multiverse is not something i expected to exist when i yeah. walked into john's house and i yeah. was greeted yes. with this and merry this...
2: christmas and a jacked garfield to you i said <laughs> it um, was
1: it was truly i mean the obliques on on garfield he just was just he gets those <laughs> reps in he gets those reps. He's kicking Odie off the table all and, the time uh, he grows he, those muscles he doesn't skip leg day <laughs> no <laughs> um so and, anyway and the and the multiverse john arbuckle had like really unfortunate yeah. goatee Gross facial, facial hair. hair it was yeah. awful it was it was not it was not a good look for anybody but you know
2: bummer for my dude john <laughs> um I mean, but uh
1: that which also begged the question which we were talking about you and me and jenny how old is john <laughs>
2: arbuckle supposed to be it's an important question like, um He's... according to the the animated christmas special that we watched afterward which i grew up on uh anywhere from like 18 to 45 <laughs> <laughs> seemingly they were very excited he and his his that brother demographic Boy. yes <laughs> exactly everybody listens to him uh a cis white man ages 18 to 45 and his beliefs about cats um <laughs> anyway we'll probably uh maybe we'll watch some garfield but we'll just be here on christmas and then uh next day or two after that we'll be heading up to minnesota so be there for a week or so beautiful hopefully we will hang yes yeah how about Uh, you
1: i will be with my fam uh we are doing i think maybe for the at least the third year in a row uh christmas eve tacos at my brother's place i love that uh, and, you know, it's – I think at some point we decided we don't need to, like, do Thanksgiving 2. Right, right, right. Like, right. it's – like, Thanksgiving 2.0, it's, like, it's a lot of the same stuff. Right. Except maybe it's ham or yeah. whatever.
2: And – Tacos is a good –
1: Tacos is so perfect because yeah. you can cater to just about anybody with it. Yeah. And who doesn't love tacos? It's outstanding. soul and so we're going to be doing that and then we'll have christmas at my parents place and then brian and his family will come over in the afternoon
2: um you got some onesie jammies probably all right
1: probably i mean i feel like at some point me wearing my red (laughs) union suit is like
2: I don't know. It's just. Are you in John Arbuckle territory?
1: <laughs> I have this, I have, I had this red union suit that I would wear every Christmas morning for a lo- for a long time. And there's just a point where like <laughs> Christmas bulge is just not appropriate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. No. Because
1: it's like it's sort of like a, an underwear, you right, know, but right. for your whole body. And yeah. so it's just like, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. It's like, sure. nobody needs that on Christmas morning.
2: Uh, Send us pictures of your Christmas bulge (laughs) and use the hashtag Christmas bulge to share with the Magpat Nation.
1: Open up that Christmas bulge package. (laughs) That's right. What did Santa leave under your tree? I don't know. (laughs) There's something there. (laughs) Something, I guess. Um, Yeah, but I'm probably just going to be, during this time off, probably watching a lot of TV, movies, video games, because the 29th is when I have my rescheduled vasectomy. Ah, yes. So I'm going to be doing some just low-key chilling in these next couple weeks, so.
2: It sounds nice. I mean, you know,
1: a- the... Apart from the <laughs> removal of things
2: from my testicles. Yeah, the, uh, the the watching stuff while you recover sounds nice. Uh, yeah, I'll have...
1: have to catch up on that Saturday morning... Yes, uh, all-star hits. All-star, oh, uh, yeah, Saturday morning. AKA I'll, Smash. Yes, the Kyle Mooney tv uh netflix uh limited series yeah and it's just you know i've been watching kyle uh, for i don't know 10 years or whatever since before he was on snl and he was with uh his uh his sketch group good neighbor stuff Mm -hmm. with with beck bennett who i think has left snl this season right but kyle is just that perfect sweet spot of just absurd uh and irreverent and dark yeah. he yeah. just has that it's just i love i love everything that he does he's just so he's awkward and weird and bizarre um and you, so you've watched the whole series yes okay
2: it's only like i forget if it's six I think or it's, eight but I think they're all eight. like 20 minutes or yeah anyway but if you have a love for 90s Cartoons. If
1: you grew up in that late 80s, early Early 90s 90s, era of
2: of Saturday morning cartoons. They really nail the particulars of the look and feel of a lot of those shows. Yes. Um, And he plays (laughs) two uh, twins, surfer dudes, who introduce the cartoons and slowly sort of devolve throughout the the season of the show into a a drama uh, that unfolds. But anyway, uh, Saturday morning all-star hits, a lot of fun. Uh, Kyle Mooney, did we, we've we talked about Brigsby Bear, right? Have you ever seen that?
1: I haven't seen it. You no. have
2: to see it, dude. It's so good. Mark Hamill's in it, too. It's wonderful. Um, and speaking of watching things and of Christmas things, mm. have you watched Hawkeye at all?
1: I yeah. have blown it on
2: Hawkeye. Okay. I haven't watched Hawkeye yet. This is so good. So, you uh, can just binge them all. No spoilies. No, no spoilies. I think there's only six of those. There's okay. five. There's one more as we're recording. And okay. uh, Christmas-themed, a lot of fun, I think, so... You can blow through those fast. Perfect. Stack, I'm stacking up all my, my TV movie homework. That's right. Garfield, Smash, Hawkeye. <laughs> I mean, the big three. <laughs> all right. The We heard the ding of the oven. That means our chickenless <laughs> chicken is ready to go. Mm. That means uh, my lovely wife Jenny's is joining us momentarily to taste some hot sauce. So to lead us into this hot sauce, I think we got to hear some grave robber Christmas to get us in the mood.
1: All right, let's uh, Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas yes. by Grave Robber.
2: Off of the 2019 EP, Scary Christmas to You. It's got a
1: uh, a bloody Grave Robber logo and yeah. a skull, uh,
2: skeleton Santa, I guess. Yeah, he's having a great time. He's, he's very happy. Highly recommended. As I mentioned uh, on a previous pod, I went to see them do a Christmas show. <clears throat> and while I was there, I picked up some I Believe in Ghost. I Believe in ghost craft hot sauce that Grave Robber uh, has produced. Jenny is hanging her head and, and <laughs> laughing at me in embarrassment for this whole uh, endeavor that her husband is a part of. Um, and I just want to read the copy on the hot <laughs> please, sauce please label do. here. I believe in Ghost will attack your tongue with the horrifying burn of a thousand torches from the intense heat of boot jolokia ghost peppers, coupled with the frighteningly flavorful citrus tartness of fresh lemons and limes. Do you dare proceed towards the horror that awaits you <laughs> be afraid be very afraid uh, and it has a heat index here of four out of five flames.
4: yeah I was just reading that I'm very afraid <laughs>
2: it's gonna be great uh, <clears throat> So how should we I mean should we do this uh, hot one style with a little you know we dab a little or what are we thinking? <laughs>
4: should I create a <laughs> <Sorry>. little a <laughs> Jenny, <laughs>
2: Jenny is uh, regretting part uh... no it's uh,
1: gonna be great.
4: for the door. I did not see the four out of five flames. I don't think I've...
2: Give it a little smell, though. It smells, it smells, smells lovely. Nice bouquet Ooh. on there. I that's suggest great. we make little pools.
1: Well, okay. I'm going to go... Okay,
3: straight on there. On the chicken. Right, right, chicken. All right, all
1: right. I'm
2: putting it on the chicken. Wow, that's, you are not sparing oh,
1: ghost man. pep. we to got to go hard. Ooh, no, just...
4: I, would like to, I would like to dab. You this is dab
1: the it. Christmas season.
4: I'm you can make... do whatever you want on yours, Sunny. but I'm going to I'm going to make
2: a little pool. Yeah we'll dab it in there mm-hmm.
4: um, what did you guys do the last time you did a taste test vomited. With, well I mean like in terms of <laughs> did you dab or did you smother and no s- I
1: think we dipped yeah, we, it was, yeah. uh, it was, I think we did vegan sausages did you yes. tape
4: it I mean taste it I'm already
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jenny is wasted
4: <laughs> what did I have of yours Andrew
1: I had an old. You had an old flame.
4: Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, I haven't gone to it. the maraschino cherry yet. I was saving mm. that for after. Please I'm Hoping I don't vomit. It's no, a vomit.
1: luxardo cherry. It's I spare no expense for <laughs> the cocktails. I don't even know you're
4: That's so out of my league. I don't even know what you're saying. Um, fun fact: I used to get maraschino cherries for Christmas mm. because that's how we rolled. You love them. I do love them. Well, um, this will be the best one you've had. Okay, great. No, but I don't even know what I was. I, I slurred some word and now I don't know.
2: <laughs> last time we did this, we had a variety of hot sauces. Oh, yes. Which is what caused me to. Right. I was going to say, did you ever
4: sounds. just. Do you ever just taste it with your finger or anything?
2: No.
1: I don't
4: th- think you like, want to do that
2: because then you're going to touch your eye later, probably.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I think what what uh, happened what last time, John, is if I remember correctly, you tasted the hottest one you're like oh it's not too bad it's not too bad then i and went then back went for in, another because it's a slow burn because and that was the mistake
2: like icarus i flew too close to the hot sauce <laughs> sun hubris overtook me yeah and then i made quarking <sighs> sounds um what was
4: but, this was this in person yes yeah
2: so you know three this, years ago this is a long time ago what it's what been a while time um, Oh, I say we dive into this bit. Look at this.
1: Right? My my hot sauce has entirely
2: soaked in. Ooh, it's going to be tasty in that chickenless chicken. Let's go oh for my it. Gosh. Let's do it. Here we go. Now, so far, <laughs> <laughs> not overwhelming. Mm-mm. But I, I feel like it's coming. I will say, these vegan chicken wings, good, right? From Trader Joe's. Thanks, Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm.
4: Not sponsored. Not
2: a sponsor. Yeah. I wish. Get at us. We've talked about Trader Joe's <laughs> so much.
4: <clears throat> As you should. All right. Okay, the heat w- is
2: building a little bit.
4: I think I had a lot more chicken less chicken in my bite. So ah. I don't I don't mind that.
2: Well, you want to dab in there?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, yes. I'll hmm. dab again.
2: I'm going to cheer you on through jingle bells.
4: Thanks, honey. I need, that
3: that need a little bit of the
2: hams. Get that hams. Please don't puke on Mike. <laughs> I will try <laughs> not
1: <to. laughs> Um. Mm.
2: I got to say, very tasty. It is tasty.
1: Way to go, Grave Robber. It's, it has a heat level for me that is, it's definitely spicy. Ooh, yeah. It's definitely lingering on the tongue, but it's not so over Unbearable. the top that yeah. it's just, I'm oh. not, I'm not miserable. Definitely not. Whew. <laughs> I mean, it's, milk? it's got some heat.
4: Nope.
2: It does.
1: No, you got to be strong like a woman, John. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Woman I'm up. Strong like mommy.
4: Strong, wait, he didn't say Mommy. Milo said, "Strong, be strong like a mom. Strong like mom. Strong like mom, not like be a mom. Be like strong
0: mom. like mom, Strong
3: not like mom, like any mom. mom. Um.
4: Milos, be strong Miloš. like mom. Be,
2: be strong like mother. Thank you. Um.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, we, we 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 trained him to say that, and then when he repeated, we were yeah. Very M- proud.
2: Milo is uh, his
1: his Russian accent is very yeah, much on very, <laughs>
4: point. He probably has one in him. Um, did you enjoy cuddling with him tonight?
1: <laughs> he he." Um, <laughs> Uh, so they, the boys <laughs> Say were yes or no <laughs> The boys were very excited Yes they were To have me here And Milo is When uh,
4: Andrew came in the door They both said He's here <laughs> Like you are Santa
1: <laughs> Well
2: and and Milo's over Christmas So
1: but Yeah I, so you're still <laughs> I'm just supposed A hot to, ticket
4: in town
2: It's movie night in our house And throughout the month of december we usually rock a christmas movie it was milo's turn to pick a movie tonight and as i mentioned earlier he chose garfield um <laughs> paw force or whatever he chose poorly he chose poorly and did not choose a christmas movie you me i guess you don't want this yeah cool it's uh, not a, i'm
4: not um, more i'm fine yeah
2: do you want to take control I feel like I'm not dabbing. Properly. No, it's it's a slow pour. It's it a, is sl- a slow pour. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is not Whew. overpoweringly hot. I say as I'm <laughs> wiping the sweat <laughs> off of my forehead. Um, it is hot. It, you know I, how does the how does the heat index relate to the Schofield?
1: I think they're full of it. S- the
4: Scoville. Scoville. Oh, it's,
1: so it's cool. hard to. I mean, uh, ghost peppers are up there. They're 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 not they're hotter than a habanero they're not as hot as a carolina reaper okay so well what's but...
4: misleading about this is in order of ingredients they start with distilled vinegar mm-hmm. oh then they do go to ghost peppers which is what you were just talking about and then red habanero peppers mm-hmm. which means ghost peppers are more prominent yeah
2: yep to your point. But <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's very on brand for Grave Robber to have a ghost pepper in their yeah. hot sauce. So I support I believe that. in goats. I believe in ghosts. Um, take me
0: to my hot house.
4: No, I thought I was gonna be like needing Yeah. some help.
2: No, this is this is very good. So for folks out there who might wanna try it but are perhaps concerned about their tender tongues <laughs> um you can order this on their website and I would recommend doing it. It's really tasty. Yes. It is really good. It was good. Uh, produced uh, with Gemini Crow Sauce Company, so perhaps it's one of those deals where bands or brands or whatever King. hook up with a, a company to help produce it. So sure. Anyway, good stuff. Just make sure you
4: shake well in refrigerator. Yeah, I, know, I don't know
2: if I shook it well to begin with. Um, well, nothing says Christmas like a little hot sauce. Um,
4: well, I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, as I was saying before Jenny arrived, uh, I am having. Chris, uh, Christmas Eve tacos. This would go excellent. Oh, on it's some, perfect on some Christmas Eve tacos. Is this
4: a new tradition?
1: No, I think this is like the third, at least the third year we've done it at my brother's place. I support this. <clears throat>
4: yeah, it's a good idea.
1: It's a great idea. Like I, I told John, who needs Thanksgiving 2.0? Just do something new, F- switch it up. Do something you can cater to anybody <laughs> with tacos.
4: John cannot stop wiping Just wiping my forehead. head. Okay. <laughs>
2: But I'm doing pretty good.
4: I think I'm doing better than you are.
2: I, you're better than me. We we got it. <laughs> um, Jenny, what are some what are some Christmas Ooh. musical memories? Oh my
4: gosh! Obviously, you know Amy? exactly what I'm talk G? about. Amy G.
2: About that tender I Tennessee mean, Christmas. I mean,
4: it's all about Amy Grant, Tender Tennessee Christmas, and then tied with Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker. And a fun fact.
2: Two big stalwarts of classical music. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> One fun thing—I don't know, fun with a lowercase f, I guess. Like fun band. Fun thing <laughs> that we did growing up was we would watch takeoff Tchaikov- We would listen to Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Sorry, what?
3: that's that
2: guy. <laughs> Is it Tchaikovsky? Yeah. What? I'm just here to Are bring the serious? truth to you. It's spelled T C
4: H. It's Tchaikovsky. Uh huh. Oh my gosh! Is it Amy Rand? <laughs> yes, he's <laughs> in
2: traditional German.
0: Oh um,
4: no. Yeah, how, no! Wait, now hold you, on. Are you going uh,
1: back in, in time, thinking how, know, many, the, how many how many, many people heard me say? How many people thought I was
4: impressing? How with many people
2: t- heard say Tarkovsky? Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
4: Oh, thank God! Am I, I think you might be wrong. I don't think I am.
2: Hey Siri, who scored the Nutcracker? Here's an
3: answer from WorldAtlas.com. Ugh. The Nutcracker.
0: Choreographed by Marius Petipa and Lev Ivanov to a score by Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky.
4: Tchaikovsky. Brr, brr, brr. Okay. Well, I think when I. <laughs> my lady is Australian, and I think she pronounces it. Whatever Utopia. I was saying. <laughs> I was.
1: Utopia. Tchaikovsky. Down under. Okay, we had a really fun. Nut, nutcracker.
4: Fun tradition where we would listen to whatever the hell you're talking about, however you want to pronounce it. Done. Dun, 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 the correct way? Dun, 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 dun. And then we would watch football. And it was and we would mute the football game. Mm-hmm. This is like pre-concussion awareness and all this stuff. <laughs> um, we would yeah. enjoy ourselves. I shouldn't, and some I shouldn't t-
1: laugh at that.
4: Concussions, bah. Oh, um, but it was funny, not because of the concussions, but because <laughs> sometimes the music and their movements would match up, and it was very delightful.
2: Sure, sure. It's like they were doing the dance of the sugar porn Exactly. Varies. A lot,
4: I mean, it's. This is not that secretive anymore, but a lot of football players do ballet.
2: Sure, there you go.
4: And you know, that I mean, is how we celebrate Christmas.
2: You know, I. Um, Would you turn your shit off, Andrew? Uh, uh,
1: I'm am sorry. <laughs> I was just trying kidding.
2: to I was I was trying to <laughs> take it off mute
1: because of Tchaikovsky. Mm, okay. Thank you. Um.
2: Yes, uh, as we've mentioned on the show, I arranged for an interview uh, for the magazine I work Ooh. for with Amy Grant mm. that my friend and colleague... Huh. Um, uh, wasn't invited. Megan uh, did. And she, this weekend, is in Nashville seeing an Amy Grant yeah, Christmas concert. Very exciting for her. Talk about a tender Tennessee Christmas. So, shout out to all the... I'm not bitter. <laughs> we'll go someday.
4: Uh, okay.
2: Um, <clears throat> Shout out to all the Amy Grant heads out there. I'm starting to sweat a little more. <laughs> you, I, feel like, I feel like it has, like... The Half-Life was,
1: like you know those like those first like 4 to 5 minutes were the hottest but i feel like it peaked yeah it's fading yeah it's fading i, I just
4: mean. keep eating it i think i'm hungry <laughs>
3: go for it well, get these... that hot
1: sauce i am I'm, okay. i mean yeah. these 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 nuggies these tendies they got a uh, I got they got like you see like whole grains you see some like oats yeah, and like shit in It's healthy it's They're very like tasty.
3: oatmeal. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is basically a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> I'm going to put a little put some fucking raisins in <laughs> and
2: <laughs> I believe in ghosts in my oatmeal tomorrow morning. <laughs> start my day off right.
1: Start your day off. Start your
2: day off with grave robber. Yes. <laughs> mm. um, well any any parting thoughts, darling about Christmas or music or hot
4: sauce? <laughs> Those are big themes. Um Oh, I don't want to hang out in hot sauce for some reason. I don't, what was you
1: know. uh, What was your favorite childhood gift?
4: Maraschino cherries. That was your favorite present? I don't remember my Christmases. I was too busy watching
2: you
1: didn't
4: Tchaikovsky. Get
2: you didn't get an American <laughs> Girl, though.
4: Yeah, that's a sore subject. Um, yes, every year I would get the American Girl catalog. I think it came out a couple times a year, and I would circle things i wanted and i would have my calculate my little casio calculator and i would do 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 like (laughs) indicate what how like and i would i would add up all the things that i had marked in the catalog of what i wanted and it would come out to like a thousand (laughs) dollars and i was like okay this is okay i'm gonna cut out like you know six dolls or whatever and i always just came back to i wanted the molly doll it's all i Mm -hmm. wanted she is like which one was she she was World War II. Got it. She was on the America's home front. They had a victory garden. Okay. They were rationing sugar. Mm. And she was making quilts for the troops or something. Mm. I don't know. It was very you like You just
2: like that era sort of. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um She had some style. No, she no. was not she had like glasses most, and kind of I dirty, feel like
1: but, I feel like there were a but lot But I never of-
4: got her John. Sorry Andrew. <laughs> So maybe if you wanted to Hot redeem mic. my Christmas.
1: <laughs> Hot mic. I... Sorry.
4: <laughs> you said to speak into it.
1: So the, uh, I feel like the American Girl dolls, are like a lot of those, was it the American Girl dolls that like a lot of them had depressing backstories? Oh yeah, they
4: were horrible. I mean like.
2: This is all about like American history.
1: Well,
4: yeah. And it's very like, mm, let's. Say pretty whitewashed American history. Sure, sure. I mean, I will say I did learn a lot about American history through <clears throat> the American Girl doll experience because I would check out their books through from the library through
1: imperialism from
4: the library <laughs> with my parents begrudgingly tax spent dollars. Um, yeah, so I never got a Molly doll. It's fine.
1: Yeah. But we're um, hearing what we're hearing you say is uh, you'd like to get some Molly for Christmas. <laughs>
4: I don't know what Molly.
1: Great like, A Molly. Just like just drugs. I mean
4: I know it's drugs, <laughs> but is that pot? What is that?
1: No. Oh, darling. No. Okay. <laughs> oh just oh, talk so.
4: about how like how impressed you I've... all are with my hot sauce. Yeah. I'm not it. sweating. John
1: John has the glistening brow I might growl. not know Listen, what mal- You're I'm wearing also under a hoodie. Oh, honey, you're under I'm under a light. light. Yeah.
2: <laughs> got blinking lights
1: on <laughs> yeah, my neck that are kind of warm.
4: And are you wearing two sweatshirts?
2: Oh, I'm wearing a shirt and then me and Andrew's Halloween faces okay. on a sweatshirt. Okay. Mm.
1: So are you saying that that even though it's December, people can still Get, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. get
2: magnified pod swag at com. Mm. That's right. Um great plug Jenny. Maybe, yes. Yeah, it
4: looks great. Everyone should get it.
2: <laughs> it does look, I mean, that looks pretty
1: I good. I
4: would too. just like to say that I wear my Magpod Muscle Tee. Is that Ooh. what it's called? <laughs> Did you
1: get the racer back? Macer yes, back. the racer back. Yes.
4: Yes, that and is, you, that stuff. is, four, like, it's like a four-season room. It's good all seasons. Mm, season. Hell yes.
2: I'd love to hear that. Hell yeah. Um, Maybe we should make a hot sauce. Ooh, be, yes. How um, do you
4: make, I, yeah,
2: We got to contact uh, Gemini Crow. No, I thought
1: I think we could we do could that. we could
4: make it on our own, honey.
2: Sure. That
1: that. What do ghost that, peppers
4: look like? Are they white?
1: No. Um. I feel like.
4: <laughs> what color are they? <laughs> uh. I, no.
1: I think. Um. Well, I know. I'm trying to think if. I th- I feel like they're just, you know, a, a a red. But I'm also thinking of the Carolina Reaper that looks like Satan's heart. Ooh. <laughs> the Carolina Reaper is one of the most terrifying looking peppers. It's a cool name too. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. It was. Created by smoking Ed Curry.
4: Yeah, John I mean, who are you? Andrew, you're right. It is a red pepper.
1: Yeah. But yeah, look up look up the Carolina Reaper. It looks it looks terrifying. Uh, Ed Curry from the Pucker Butt Pepper Company. Um he has created a lot of Oh yeah. It's isn't that terrifying? Look at that,
2: that tail on it. It's pretty weird. There's yeah. weird texture going on. Yeah. It's yes. got a big old big old bad boy tail.
1: Yeah. It's hmm. horrifying and aggressively hot, but yeah, he, he's, cre- he creates all kinds of, oh, is that the, the chocolate? Chocolate. Yeah. Doesn't taste like chocolate.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I bet. Uh, currently the hottest pepper in the world.
4: This is a very dumb question, but do squirrels have taste buds?
1: <laughs> there are, there's some, some animals, uh, have you heard of yellow bird hot sauce? Mm -mm. So there's, so the thing with yellow bird is that there's like a kind of bird that they eat hot peppers Mm -hmm. and they just will eat them because they, they, they can, they don't have, there's no, there's nothing in them that like detects that, that, that spiciness. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about squirrels, but I imagine they're, if you have some kind of. T- do squirrels have right. tongues? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they do. <laughs> I think they do. Have he, Folks, if any, you have seen a squirrel tongue? Hit us up. Use the hashtag squirrel tongues.
0: Tongue. It's such a weird squirrel question. Squirrel
4: tongue would be a good band name. I've I've it's never uh. kind of gross. Squirrel tongue. Yeah. I What's you. up, everybody? What's up, motherfucker? Open up this fucking with squirrel tongue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Did you ever
2: get a cabbage patch doll? What? Did you ever get a Cabbage Patch doll?
3: Yeah, of course.
4: I, I feel did, too. like that too. was like an 80s rite of passage. And
2: I don't just mean Punky Bruiser, yes. who's our shared son. Um, I had one growing up. Did you have a Glow Worm? That was another big one. Yeah. That was cool.
4: Yeah. Because um, so you know why? Because they were a lot cheaper than, do you know how much American, 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 Girls. American Girl dolls retail? <laughs> I'm just going to keep coming back to this, Mom, in case you're listening, which John doesn't want you to do. <laughs> Every time,
1: like time she's horrified. like horrified. Oh, I
4: need to
2: listen. I'm like, you don't.
4: No, you don't. <laughs> They were $89 when we were, like, so in what? third grade. So what Plus is that? you bring
2: them to the store and get all their
1: accoutrements. No, you don't – that
4: was before – this was the original like, – I was uh, OG American all right, Girl doll, okay?
1: Didn't before you? before all that. Before, like, the tea parties and yeah, shit? Yeah, that
4: was bullshit. But I, what they did do is they did have, like – you could kind of, like, get their hair – you would do, like, an at-home hair thing. Okay. DIY. Less money. But still, well, was a lot of money.
1: Well, what would you feel – But Cabbage Patch dolls <laughs> were the bargain. Yeah. You can go on eBay right now
4: and get Molly for get, ninety dollars for like a hundred bucks. Is
1: the
2: same as it used to be. I want a discount. She
1: looks Do you good. You think
4: she's fashion? Okay, the, what's, I, her geez, Andrew, I, what's her deal? Jesus Christ, Andrew,
2: what's her deal? What's her deal? I don't know. I feel like she's a child. <laughs> I
4: mean, from 11, World War Two. Yes, uh,
2: if she's from World War Two. She's old. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew came upon a bleep, bleep, bleep. topless picture of Molly the doll.
1: Nice. I, so, I,
2: okay, so I feel like Citizens the arrest. FBI is coming. No, no, no. I was saying, when I said
1: that she looks good, I'm like, the condition the That was when she good. was wearing clothes. The con- No, I'm saying the condition of the doll looks okay. good. Sure you yeah. yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Why what? are what? they wearing underwear? <laughs> Why this are is, they showing close-ups of the dolls' ass? We're in, we're
2: in a weird. What this is the weird part <laughs> of the animal that I we am don't want
4: to. Regretting sharing this memory. Anyway,
2: if anybody has a Molly and some Molly that they want to send to the Potter household, <laughs> please well, do. Yeah, uh, well, John and I will take Molly yeah, on the pod. Jenny will take her.
3: Yeah, I mean
1: John, Jenny will take the Molly doll. Yeah. Right. John and I will take well, the Molly. Just take some Molly.
2: Um,
4: do we think we should get Milo the molly doll for you for us <laughs> yeah yes
2: we get it for Milo
1: he
4: he just his the 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 stuffed animal of choice was his little baby doll tonight
2: he does he loves stuffed animals very much
4: and dolls. I did
1: as a kid I I had stuffed animals for a long time <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah good I'm really hoping these investments last because he has. Like eighty seven right now, yeah. and he told me the other day. He counts when them. he gets like one hundred ninety. <laughs> then he's gonna start giving some away, and I'm like, "There's Get the too many generous Christmas spirit we're all looking for."
2: Well, on that note,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> any parting thoughts?
4: No, I just got like a whiff of the heat, and it was have that exciting. last bite. That's for you. Oh gosh! Um Any parting thoughts? This How is your. To-
2: we figured out six timers. You're the first six timer.
4: Well, was I even on the fifth? Did that even like come through? Uh,
2: was that the fifth? I feel like maybe the it was live. a seven. What? Maybe this is a seven timer then. What? Who knows? Because anyway. there
1: was, I mean, there were there was, um, the the wine, there was the, uh, fix upper, there was. The talking about racial justice. Yeah. There was talking. Enneagram. Enneagram, Enneagram on, the, on the
2: Patreon.
4: Yeah. Um, Subscribe to the Patreon. Yes. Support these poor oh. gentlemen so that I can get a Molly doll.
2: <laughs> That's our next tier.
1: <laughs> yes. So the, the, the Molly doll tier <laughs> specifically gets Jenny.
4: Slash. Your own hot sauce thing. You got to invest in the hot sauce recipe development.
1: Ooh, maybe we can start a GoFundMe to like start a MagPod hot sauce. I like
2: this idea. Pogs and hot sauce coming twenty twenty (laughs) two.
1: Wow. Twenty
4: twenty two. Good lord, help us all.
2: Thank you, darling. Oh, okay. Jenny's flying away on her sleigh.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: There she goes. Bye.
2: Oh, wow. She's.
1: (laughs) She's. She's really flying on that She's sleigh. Those, those, <laughs> those reindeer. Holy shit! Oh <laughs> Bye. You're, Bye. You're ruining the illusion. You're supposed to be in <laughs> a <the> sleigh.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Jenny is a delight. Yes. What's her deal?
2: <laughs> Son of a bitch! I can't help it. I um. It's okay when it's about Molly, <laughs> not about my spouse. Fair. Fair. Um, Molly still a child. <laughs> if you say so. I think she's a haunted she, Yeah. I mean ghost. she's
1: is at this point yeah, at this point, yeah, Molly is uh maybe, you know, like a ninety something year old ghost.
2: Yeah. Sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Me I mean, is that I mean, it's so uh like in Ghostbusters, Ray
2: gets blown by a ghost. He sure does. Yeah. Classic scene of a PG children's movie <laughs> family
1: comedy When so when did did that come out before
2: or after 13 after raiders i think it was before before people no were no, like... no
1: no no uh, temple of doom right, right temple of was... doom was the is the movie that caused
2: pg pg 13 to become a thing yeah i think it was before that okay um before it was dan akryde going cross-eyed while getting ghost blown but they were just like
0: <laughs> ghost blown enough <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so funny to me that they're <laughs> that in the in the film world they're like I mean there's like like PG used to be like it could be a family movie or right. it could be like Jaws <laughs> totally inappropriate <laughs> right and you know get you know getting ghosts blown exactly um well, that hey, was fun. so so did you did you you got your beer over there I do. Is um, so round two? Yeah.
3: I think so. So what do you got over there?
2: I have a mm. Andrew supplied mm. weird beer. Straight from Minnesota. Yes, it's a Minnesota, Minnesota brewery. From Bent Brewstillery. Have not been there. Uh, we got a snackery. A hazy daiquiri style sour ale with fruit. Now when Andrew read this to me, he said it contains yuzu, Montmore... How do you say that? Montmorency cherry and Persian lime. Local malt and exotic fruit provide notes of bright spice, musk, mandarin orange, fruit leather, berries, and strong, fresh green citrus. Sounds delightful.
1: Yeah. I I can't think of a more pretty good John Pottery <laughs> beer. Just like, let's throw in a weird. bunch of
2: random <laughs> shit in here. It's making like it, it sour. and pairs well with our spicy mm. hot sauce. I got a hooey. uh
1: ipa it's a hazy nice crazy juicy hazy hooey Hooey. Uh, this ipa is hopped with a ridiculous amount of the juiciest hops available Mm. in order to bring you the most hop flavor possible we intentionally leave yeast and hop oils in the beer by not filtering them out right some may say that's a lot of hooey (laughs) what the hell do they know anyway Mm. it's good copy (laughs) (laughs) it's a good question um, I, I I gotta hand it to companies that are not a no, not afraid to go blue yeah, on their smart. on their copy.
2: he double hockey sticks right Oof. on the label. I
1: mean, what is this like a a, a rated G movie in nineteen seventy seven? Exactly. <laughs> um, nineteen seventy seven G movies were like, hey, what the fuck <laughs> is going on over here? Probably probably dropping a couple N words in there too. Right.
2: It's like a kid committing murder or something
1: <laughs> yeah do you i think but bad news bears do you remember bad news bears i do I'm pretty is sure pretty sure that movie had the n-word in it. Uh, <laughs> you know it's just like not great on. no it's it's even still like if you're if you got a kids
2: movie just maybe you know don't 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 do it <laughs> just don't but uh the year is not 1977 andrew no it's not it's 2021 it is coming to a close very shortly trash year (sighs) after an even more trash year maybe before it Uh, yeah certainly probably a trash year coming time to take out the trash (laughs) garbage day (laughs) (laughs) um and in in looking back Mm. on 2021 sure we got some albums of the year to discuss damn right Uh, this has been a a, a tradition uh, each season on the Uh pod going through some of our faves Um, Yes, I
1: feel like we we should say there's a clarification when we talk about albums of the year I feel like talking about favorite albums not necessarily saying us is as some sort of encyclopedic like John and I have listened to every possible available album like these are the albums that have meant something the 10 albums each that have meant something to
2: us yeah the ones that we found ourselves listening to a lot i'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that we're both missing i have a long list of honorable mentions as i always do sure even still tons of stuff that's obviously it was a good year it was a good year i'm looking at this list i'm into it yeah um now you had predicted we would perhaps only have two two overlapping i wonder i feel like i have a sense of which two you're thinking of i think it might even be three i i i okay we'll see we'll see (laughs) um so we'll go through these okay uh how should we do this how do we normally do this i forget do we go back and forth well
1: the thing is like you have i rank mine you ranked yours i do not rank yeah i i will i i threw mine into
2: a spotify playlist okay should we trade off with each entry sure okay sure why don't you go first I will start at number 10, work my way up.
1: If, okay, well, how about we say this? If you say an album that's yeah. on my top 10. Okay. Should I mention it or, or say like that's sure. on that's in my top 10 as well? Just so yeah. I don't have to, we don't have to. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes
2: sense. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about every one of these records on the pod at some point this year. Sure. One of which is my number 10, Bo Burnham's Inside. Ooh. <laughs> um. I feel like I wasn't really considering it as like a proper album Mm. for most of the years. I was thinking about what might be on this list, but I was like, I feel like I often kind of reserve my number 10 for like film scores or sort of things that are a little outside the ordinary of typical albums. And if I'm being honest about what I listen to the most, I listen to this album a lot. Hmm. I loved the special itself, but I think I only actually watched the full thing once whereas I listened to the album many many times there's such catchy songs and yes they're funny but they're also like he's just an incredibly accomplished hook writer and proficient musician in addition to being a comedian and a filmmaker and all that stuff and so anyway I feel like his special inside and the album that came out of it is such a like will always be a time capsule of like this last year or two for me um and so linked to this time period and the songs are all jams and they're also funny and they're also like inquisitive and sort of ponderous so anyway yeah i love that record
1: and i invoked his name in a recent episode about how it was bullshit that he did not qualify for
2: comedy album and he didn't get nominated for anything else either right it's just it's not like it's just like <laughs> you weren't comedy, so you're pop or whatever. But it's obviously a comedy album. Why yeah, wasn't it
1: qualified? I don't know. Who knows? Because the Grammys are
2: bullshit. That is the answer. <laughs> that is the only answer. Yes. Um,
1: the copyrights mm. alone in a dome. I don't even know them. No, I don't they think are so. they're a local band to you. Okay. I mean, they are they are a um, Chicago area Chicago burbs. All right. If I'm I'm not sure exactly. Carbondale.
2: Uh, yeah. Not far from me. Um, All
1: right. They, and they haven't put out an album uh, since 2014. Okay. And so <laughs> there was, for me, it was like, this is, I I was really excited about it, and they fucking killed it. It is, if you like... It, it, they're not exactly ramones core sure you know but they're if you like if you like that sort of if you like screeching weasel yeah um and and that that like teenage bottle rocket or masked mm-hmm. intruder that that kind of stuff yeah um chicks dig it yeah uh, then you would love this record cool it's so hooky uh i'm 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 super super into it and um i pretty much one of those albums that like from beginning to end there's not a, a a skippable a skippable track
2: sure on this record so um i will definitely check it out uh it was definitely wrong also by the way about Carbondale. that is very much in southern illinois uh i was thinking of like carpentersville or something being near me but anyway uh copyrights yes Copywriters. Copyrights. copywriters we'll check them out
1: Copyrights, Get it
2: right. Copyrights. Get it right or pay the price. Uh, it's I hope we never copyright. Um, okay. My number nine. I'm texting about this this week uh, yeah. in unfortunate circumstances. Uh, Lingua yes. Ignata. Yes. Uh, her record Sinner Get Ready. Um, as we were texting about, yeah. um, you know, and as she's talked about with this album and with kind of the press around it, she experienced she has experienced throughout her life abuse from a uh, relationship she was in and and this past couple weeks she named um the guy from daughters the the lead singer as as being the one who had been in this relationship with her that most of this record um that deals with the abuse that she um you know put up with uh in this relationship was about so um really kind of horrifying details of what she yeah. Went through and overcame in in these uh, in the statement that she released, and certainly took um, some uh, courage and strength to be able to um, make those claims. And other women have since, uh, you know, shared similar stories. So I think we've talked about daughters on the pod yes. as well as being like a terrifying band <laughs> yeah. that we also really. Respond to their music I mean they're doing Such interesting things But um, I mean Some of the stuff That you talked about yeah. This guy having done Truly awful and yeah. horrifying so. And
1: I feel like If if that is something That is um, You're sensitive to Or triggered by yeah. If you do End up cu- Being curious about the story And wanting to look it up I just want to yeah. give you That word of caution yes. That it's not your This is Some pretty fu-
2: <laughs> It's pretty yes. fucked up stuff So
1: Yeah uh, Pretty Horror, horrific um
2: things so definitely um and the album is largely about experiencing some of that um you know it's uh <clears throat> terrifying and and beautiful at the same time and also just like fascinating you know it's got a it's got a mix of noise and metal not on un- sort of unlike daughters but also has like an opera element to it she it's so theatrical it's very theatrical it's very like sort of reinterpreting liturgy and hymns she sort of puts on like services when she does shows so it's very much both about unpacking her relationship with christianity Mm -hmm. and the ways that the church is tied up with misogyny and violence and equating relationships with her experience with church but it's really really heavy stuff and you uh, mentioned another one of the albums on my list as being one that you couldn't get through um (laughs) i think there's there's something to the idea of like I didn't throw on Lingua Ignata over and over again this year. Right. But every time that I did, I was like, God, I love this album and what she's doing. It's so weird and interesting. Um, there's so many in- interesting songs back to back. Like you're saying, I kind of, there aren't really songs that I want to skip, but it's also so heavy and intense that it wasn't run that I was throwing on a ton. Right. But I can't not like reckon with what she's uh, done artistically. So... Lingwig, not us and get ready my number nine yes um, so again in no particular
1: order nice one by catbite okay Philly Ska punk band um, this album is great they're one of those I feel like in the sort of the, the this current wave this this newer era of ska punk bands that are coming out mm-hmm. in more recent years. And I know Danny Leary will take issue no with waves. the waves that waves don't exist in in music because no other genre talks about waves. But for lack of a better term, in this particular era of newer ska punk bands that are coming out, uh, I'm they are really tight. Um, Brittany, the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love, I love her voice. Yeah. I am just, I really feel like they're one of the tighter bands. And I don't know if how many people out there, how many people listening uh, follow Anthony Fantano, mm-hmm. uh, the the needle drop on YouTube and his music reviews, but he's like a, pretty influential music reviewer uh, on the internet and he recently reviewed this album which is not an insignificant thing because Mm. he's i mean he does some sort of lesser known stuff but the fact that he's reviewing a a ska band yeah and that he really liked it hmm. so in his scale um he does a he does he does like the 1 to 10 but if it's something he hates he just gives it a not good right right but um pretty much anything 7 and up is an album that he really likes okay and, and i feel like a lot of people will get upset if he gives an album a 7 because it's like Right, but that doesn't mean he doesn't like it. It's yeah, like, yeah. But he gave this album a seven. Okay. And to keep that keep that in mind, he gave infamously he gave Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" a seven.
2: Yeah, that so, was wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, it's it's, but still, like this is he he was very complimentary of this record, which yeah. was very exciting to see a ska album in 2021 being given a really fair review yeah because i feel like it's so easy uh to to dismiss ska but i i am and i'm seeing catbite and jeff Rosenstock mm. this next year yeah, at first avenue and i'm super fucking pumped about it yeah as
2: you should be I'm excited to hear about that uh good pick uh my number eight also a female fronted band Mm. Amal and the Sniffers yeah, Comfort to Me Uh, I've talked about them several times on the pod Uh, old school raw punk sound that I love kind of that like 70s punk carrying on in that legacy Uh, I got into them with their debut self-titled record which came out in 2019 so I was eagerly awaiting this new one and it did not disappoint Um, it definitely brought them some new attention to um with the song guided by angels um they're from australia they're kind of that pub rock sound uh fronted by amy taylor um she's just got great kind of energy and, and and vocal sound and, and i i love the kind of raw simple punk sound they do mm. and i am going to see them in a couple months oh so yeah excited for that number eight uh
1: my next one Mighty Mighty boss Tones Ooh, yeah. "When God Was Great." Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of ska on my my, on my top ten. Your top ten ska albums of the year. Yes. So, it, this was an album that was not like immediately like like I liked it, but it wasn't immediately like holy shit. Right. But like as the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me, and because this is. You know the boss tones were kind of that band that started the whole ska core thing right but compared to some of the other bands that i have on my list they the boss tones sort of branched out and did some newer stuff on this record that almost is some of it almost feels country adjacent hmm. and I'm really into that. They do their arrangements on this record are are a little bit different than what I think some people come to expect from the boss tones. Of course, they also have, uh, the final parade, their song that has Amy and interrupter and Tim Armstrong. And, uh, so it's, it's got some good, it's got some good folks coming in, Mm -hmm. but, um, some of the songs on, on here that, uh, kind of jump out to me like Lonely Boy is probably one of my my favorite songs um, certain certain things yeah it's got that it like that got that little bit of a, a country thing yeah and he talks about like how he almost bought a gun mm. and how he's like for people that know me, that's like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that. I think he's just sort of like talking about a lot of the shit that had been going on in the last couple of years and how yeah. like, uh, things are really challenging and tough and, and <laughs> being pushed to places where you're just like, man being pushed to a spot where you're like, I never thought I would get to this place where I like thought would think about this. And, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I, uh, I, I feel like this is a, a, among the Boss Tones fans, maybe not like a favorite, but mm. I, the more I listened to it, the more I got into it.
2: I love it. I listened to it a couple times when it came out and liked it, but it didn't really like stick around for me. I sure. need to spend some more time with it. Sure. Um, but I do enjoy it. And I like that they're, you know, trying new stuff like you're saying. Yeah. Not just releasing a, you know no effort record at this stage in their career, which they could do. Yeah. Um, okay. My number seven, Turnstile, uh, Glow On, the record, uh, which is not going to make your list. Um, (laughs) we've talked about them on the pod. For me, it just became one of those albums that I couldn't stop listening to all year. It's only been out for, I don't know, four or five months or something, but like, I just kind of kept returning to it over and over. Um, and, you know, I, I I sought it out because I saw so many people talking about it. I had heard of them before this record, but this is their fourth album. Um, hadn't really spent much time with them. Really liked this record, and I feel like the attention it's been getting is warranted. They're kind of a post-hardcore sounds. So there's a lot of shout-alongs, um, a lot of kind of punk rock choruses, but there's also these weird psychedelic, um, you know, avenues they explore too occasionally mm-hmm. and that kind of mix of of weird things while always being listenable, I thought was really fun. So turnstile, glow on, and number seven. Um
1: also going from that, I also my next one is a post hardcore band, Quicksand, Distant Populations. Cool. Yeah. Um when I heard uh when I heard the song um Colossus Hmm. I was just like holy shit yeah and I immediately was like latched on to this record New York City post-hardcore band they've been around since the early 90s and I immediately was like I'm (laughs) pre-ordering this (laughs) record where wherever it is so it's just that that big you can you can imagine like in my mind i I just imagine a big wall of sound just yeah. great hooks great yeah. riffs uh just yeah that that sort of post-hardcore sound that just big without being like you know no breakdowns right. no like yeah no screaming just that just big heavy rock post-hardcore riffs mm-hmm. so uh yeah check out either check out the album, Distant Populations. I, uh, Inversion, great song. Uh, Colossus, great song. I mean, the whole album is just great. But um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Check it out. That's a great call. That's another record that I <laughs> have listened to and enjoy. I need to spend more time with, not because I didn't like it or anything, just because I kind of fell off my because radar. Because there's just I, so there's so much. There's so <laughs> much. But yeah, they definitely occupy, like you're saying, that sort of... I think of them as sort of helmet-y in mm. terms of being like hardcore but they're not doing a lot of like it's just like heavy yes <laughs> loud chords yes and you know maybe deceptively simple sounding um but but really cool so good pick um my number six five iron frenzy you ever heard of them i have because <laughs> they are also my next okay, one on my list perfect until the shakes apart um we've talked about this album for hours <laughs> on this podcast. You can go back and listen to our multiple episodes on our feelings on it, on the making of it. Um, and this sounds like kind of silly to repeat again, but I just like, I feel like proud of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, obviously they're a band that's meant a lot to us for a long time and we did a whole season of a podcast about them. But at this point, a lot of these guys are our friends and they're yeah. trying stuff and I'm just like, i'm so impressed with what they're doing musically these days um and you know even if it doesn't quite mean as much to me as engine of a million plots i like feel like they're trying really interesting things with this record and i love the dub direction that they went in for it and we've talked about all this but um yeah it's a extremely solid contender among all these albums, not just because they're a beloved band of ours, but because it it, it stands up against these other records is like a really, really impressive musical accomplishment.
1: It I was going to use the word accomplishment because yeah. I feel like they did accomplish quite a bit lyrically, not just, not just what Reese accomplished lyrically, because I mean, that on its own yeah. is one accomplishment, but making the album, cohesive in a lot of the themes and and that it was a really heavy record and yeah. it and it said so much there's mm-hmm. not any dead weight on this record and i don't think there's how much more we could say about while supplies last <laughs> yeah and how much that song is a banger yeah and you know renegades and how uh, it's just all just, just killing it. Just yep. killing it.
2: Yep. All the themes in it that were resonant when it was released a year ago continue to be ever more resonant today, Oof. unfortunately. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, when you talk about, like, this, this weird time that we've lived in the past several years, people have said, like, well, you know, the art that will be created out of it will at least be, like, something helpful. And I do feel like this is art that sort of contends with the era we're living in. Um, All right. Up to my f- top half. Uh, yes. Number five, Sufjan Stevens and Angelo D'Augustin, A Beginner's Mind. Sufjan, not able to escape any sort of list I would make of my favorite <laughs> records of the year, uh, perhaps not at all surprising to anybody that Sufjan found himself in here. Um, he also released, you know, like a five-album cycle of... <laughs> instrumental music this year, which I probably would have put on, if not for this record, (laughs) somewhere on my list. I'm just such a sucker for everything he does, but this is very much in the mold of sort of old-school, lo-fi, folky, acoustic, pretty harmonies, Sufjan. Um, And his partner on this record, Angelo D'Augstein, is not somebody I was really familiar with, but also sort of comes from a folky, thoughtful background. And the sort of conceit of the album is that these two guys watched a bunch of movies together in a cabin in the woods and wrote songs about the movies that they watched so all that stuff is just like johnny potter bingo um (laughs) so it's a a really interesting collection i think of songs about these movies that they wrote them about and they're not all like obvious about uh the films that they chose but i think it's a really it's not just like you know here's an album full of typical sufyan acoustic songs although those are in there i'm kind of impressed with the fact that although it's like a very chill record he he they go in some really interesting directions it's like a variety of lo-fi chill sounds but they all work really well for me and I, and like you said there's not really any that i ever want to skip listening sure. to it so Sufyan, my number five
1: um again what you were just saying about uh, a band that could never escape your tops right of the year between the buried and me yeah yeah colors to Mm. the sequel to their classic 2007 album colors um oh my god (laughs) you know because i i've talked about on the on the pod this year that when they were releasing some of the singles for this record how pumped i was Mm -hmm. uh especially um Fix the Error, yeah. which was one of their one of the singles. Uh, Revolution in Limbo was another single, and I, they are able to capture so perfectly the sound of colors from fourteen years ago. The yeah. the albums sound they're such they're so perfectly matched for each other, mm-hmm. and there are some lyrical things that tie the albums together. And uh, some stylistic choices that are very much still in the uh, BT BAM um, universe of like weird sounds or, you know, uh, quick changes to a different musical style. Um, Going from like a, you know, you know, uh, like an intense prog metal to uh you know something bluesy or jazzy or avant-garde like Tom Waits adjacent mm. throw in some cartoon sound effects throw in just like a whole bunch of stuff and I'm just like this is quintessential BT bam and I love it and to uh again to go back to Anthony Fantano from mm-hmm. the needle drop who reviewed this record who he uh he is not famously not a uh fan really of prog music Mm. and i before youtube did away with the the dislike like and dislike ratio bar Mm -hmm. man he got ratioed on this (laughs) review so bad yeah and it's just like dude like (laughs) he 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 couldn't have been more wrong about Mm. the the way these albums mirrored each other so well so Mm. you know You don't, I don't put all of my stock in people who review music because I know it's super subjective. But, um, BT Bam is one of those bands where (laughs) you can't, you can't fuck with the fans because they, prog, prog fans and gent fans, like they will, they will come for you. Yeah. So, but, um, Amazing, amazing record, amazing accomplishment of a of a record, and I'm I'm just thrilled that this album was not a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> because I know. there's so much there's so much writing on it for right. me. Yes, and I think a lot of BT Bam fans, if the, if it was like attaching colors to right. to the album, was just like, I mean it's it's a it's a choice, right. but they in my in my estimation in my uh, view they they killed it.
2: Yeah, I remember you saying before the record came out um this better live up to what they're, you know, staking their claim to and then yeah. when it came out you saying you would be there's no way that it wouldn't be on your album yeah. of the year list. So <laughs> it did it. I'm happy that it yeah, lived up to the hype for you. Uh I hope you get to see them at <laughs> some point soon. Uh, uh, uh yeah. yeah. Anyway, um okay. Good pick. My number four, Slaybells, Bells, mm, Texas. Sure. I haven't seen this on anybody's year-end list. Interesting. <laughs> I may be <laughs> all on my own in my absolute love for this record. Um, but, you know, Slaybells, Bells, uh, New York duo, sort of doing noise rock, kind of elements of, uh, you know, pop and metal and punk. Um, absolutely loved their debut record, Treats, which came out in 2010. This is their fifth record and pretty much every record in between i was kind of like just kind of doing sort of more of the same didn't really work for me i think this record really nails it in a way that i was excited about with their first album where it's just like these again i didn't want to skip any songs listening to it there were maybe some more artistically um, ambitious albums uh, that i could have put this high but i was just like i just can't deny that i love listening to this thing front to back every time I think it's really fun i think it's exciting um so i think they just know their way around a an exciting pop mm. hook really well so sleigh bells number four uh
1: you know we we just talked element 101 mm. and we're going back to jersey bro because <laughs> the best of the worst okay yep. better medicine uh do you john do you like hardcore i do like hardcore do you like ska <laughs> i do they are they equal, them. equal parts just huge yeah riffs breakdowns screams just brutal like hardcore and then they th- they got them upstrokes they yeah, got they them did. horns yeah they got it all man this album has everything <laughs> uh if if that sounds interesting to you yes counterfeit smiles their their single from Mm -hmm. this record holy shit yeah the first time i heard this i'm like it has everything you love in a hardcore song and then all the things you love about a ska song yeah so uh i and i also love that they have like three different vocalists kind of like kind of trading off yeah at least i think it's three different vocalists because there's kind of two distinct screaming singing voices and then if and then uh i don't remember the the female vocalist uh what her name is but um but they just kind of go back and forth and it all is just it works so well for me so best of the
2: worst better medicine i love it um this is another one that for me i their song on the um ska against racism comp Mm. is maybe my favorite song on that record um, illusion of Choice. Yeah. And I was so psyched going into the album after listening to that song so much, and it didn't quite live up to that song for me, but I do really like the album. But it's just another one for me where I'm like, I need to just spend more time with that and kind of yeah. um, go with it. It's on, on its own terms rather than like this like perfect song that I had built up. But you're totally right. That combo of, of hardcore and ska and political, I just feel like yeah. they, they really nail um yes. that combination of things really exciting band um three. okay number three yes maybe our other our only other crossover halsey no she didn't make the list No, okay uh, she's on
1: my uh honorable, honorable mentions. mentions
2: if i can't have love i want power is the name of the record i learned about the record from you <laughs> talking about it on the pod and as i had said before i she she's somebody i've been aware of it wasn't necessarily somebody on my radar is like um an artist to watch for necessarily kind of knew her as like a pop pop singer um and this album really like it's very good knocked me on my feet is that an expression off um, your feet off my feet sure Or on your ass on my ass somewhere um, Knock your ass on your feet <laughs> yeah uh i was knocked and i just can't uh, this is another one that i just didn't stop listening to all year i think it's full of bangers uh cover to cover and a major reason for that is that it's, uh, produced by Trent Ross, uh, Trent Ross, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Is that his name? <laughs> of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> um, and it has a very, very Trent sound, um, and, and a Nine Inch Nails sound. And it basically is kind of like Nine Inch Nails combined with Halsey making a record. Um, but I think it's a great combo cause it kind of includes those Nine Inch Nails, soundscapes and hooks um but combined with sort of this you know the pop kind of sensibility of Halsey, and i really think it's a powerful combo of a lot of just like great pop songs some of which are really dark sounding some of which are big and operatic some of them are sad and kind of ballady but i just i think it's a great cohesive statement as an album and now i'm really excited to kind of see what she does in the future um so ranked very high on my list Halsey. if i can't have love i want power um continuing the theme of ska punk on mm. my list, joystick. Yep. I can't take it anymore. Honorable mention for me.
1: Um I learned about this band from Brian Canberra. Me too. Rudy Re- Rudy, Rudy... Ru- You're turning into Ru- me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rudy Librarian, Patreon Punk, all Rudy around. Rudy <laughs> Librarian. Do not bring cops. No? Don't bring the cops. I shouldn't in you your shouldn't? top few <laughs> albums
0: the rules got the (laughs) skull and the bunk and the joystick and Uh, the
2: window (laughs) it's such a good album he sucks but this album
1: rules um yeah so again they um also kind of a hardcore punk not not necessarily the hardcore but going throwing in the hardcore punk yeah and there are just some elements to this record that there are some influences on them that I can't quite pin down that I'm listening. I listen to some of these songs. I'm like, there is something in here that I can't quite put my finger on that it's reminiscent of some, some, uh, other bands, which is maybe why there are times where I'm like, I'm just so into this, but a, the, the opening of this record is so fucking good. <laughs> I
2: can't take it yeah, man.
3: We can't go back. back.
0: We can't go back. You We back.
1: So good. So good, man. <laughs> if you when if you open your album with gang vocals, yeah. I'm fucking on board right away. Yes. 100%. So psyched. Yeah. And it's also like a a, a super um s- self-reflective uh record for lead singer talking about mm-hmm. um drugs and alcohol and addiction and you know i think that's why he starts off the album this way can't go back to the way things were essentially like we he needs to be better he's getting healthier he he used to be uh, an alcoholic and an asshole and he's you know moving towards self-care and a healthier life and um and I, I appreciate a lot of that honesty in my in my Scott Punk. so Totally. And just lots of
2: bangers, too. <laughs> yes. I think... Um, I mean, another Scott Punk band that we both love, Dearly Suicide Machines. Yes. I see a lot of oh, similarity sure. between that these would two be, bands.
1: That would be a sick show. It would, man. Joystick and Suicide Machine <laughs> show. I am excited about <laughs> that. pit that would be insane.
2: Prospect. Um, yes, this came... Very close to making my list, too. I think it's a great record. Um, really exciting, uh, ska punk sound. Yep. Um, loving all the ska on this list. Oh man, Way so, to go. so good. Um, okay. Uh, my number two hmm. will decidedly not make your list. Uh, low, hey, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Andrew calls it couldn't get through it. <laughs> I call it my number two album of the year. Um, again, kind of like what i was saying about linguignata um you know this is uh, this is like an album to contend with am i throwing it on nonstop no but i did listen to it a lot um but i think it's just easily some of the most exciting work they've ever done and for a band that's 30 years into their career i think that's cool um, as i
1: sit in your room looking at a low, <laughs> old poster, low poster on the wall
2: um yeah, I mean I I have talked about this on the pod before, but you know they 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 started out as this quiet, lo-fi, harmony-centric uh band and now they're making these weird swirling glitchy soundscapes um making really bold choices. I think there is some stuff here that's like okay, there's a minute of just sounds here that you yes. can kind of skip through that part, but I think beyond that they're doing something really interesting with with noise and sound um and creating listenable pop songs even out of these elements that you're kind of like whoa what's happening like with these harsh sonics at first so i think if you're a fan of the band low and kind of the direction they've gone in recent years you will not be disappointed with hey what i think i'd probably need to give it another chance and sure. skip
1: some yeah. of the parts yeah that are just like <laughs> just, just noise duck, duck.
2: <laughs> tick, 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 for like a minute, yeah. yeah, you can skip that.
1: I'm Like, all right, okay, I get it, guys. You're you're very complex. You're very artistic. You're very it's I very artsy. It. I get it. Um, next for me, an album that came out like almost like pretty much at the very beginning of the year. I feel like this album was released on the first of the year. Uh, Circuit Boredom by Ben Queller, mm. and Ben Queller is another one of those artists that kind of if he if he releases an album right i'm putting him on there because he's one of my favorites of all time and this is Ben Queller's one of those artists that to me i i, I will make an argument that he has not put out a bad record mm. um i think everything that he does is strong i think he's an excellent songwriter and he also has he's always trying something something new he's not somebody who just like does the same stuff over and over again um and this is his first record since 2015's go fly a kite which i love that record Mm. and circuit boredom is a decidedly pop banger Hmm. album and so uh, stars and just for kids. I mean, it still has, it still has, you know, heart attack kid is a, also very much a, a Ben Queller, um, song. Like if you, if you're familiar with anything he do, he he's done before heart attack kid is in that vein. Um, but, uh, it's also a short record, but, um, I just I do love him. I love his voice I love his his style and uh, I I love his I love a Ben Queller pop banger radio mm-hmm. pop song so um, I will always love it so
2: Circuit Boredom check it out good pick uh, I know he means a lot to you I've always liked him but I've never really done a true deep dive so i think it's dude, time think dude it's it is queller o'clock
1: it is t- especially um changing horses his country okay. record mm-hmm. oh god yeah if you if you love if you love the little i mean throw on some ben queller changing horses around a campfire you're having a great time
2: that sounds nice yeah i've always uh, appreciated his you know he can play a lot of instruments he can do a lot of different sounds he's uh, he's a really interesting artist um all right my number one, ready. Uh, you had me pegged with this one from the beginning, so you won't be surprised. But it's Lucy Dacus, home video. I think you said, uh, "Oh, is that our shared number two? All right. No, this is this is your number one. I know, but I mean our shared our shared second. Yes. Album. This okay. is the
1: one I I knew. I'm like I'm pretty sure.
2: John's going to have on this it. on his list. Yeah. I, I'm just surprised that it's on there. Cause I feel like in the context that you said, I know that you love this album. You were kind of like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm <laughs> glad that it has resonated with you. I feel like it was maybe taking the Phoebe Bridges sort of spots where you're like, I can't really deal with this.
1: <laughs> no, but th- this is what I love. So Lucy in, in the one, the one third of the boy genius uh, trifecta. Yeah. Her. So. Lucy and Phoebe and Julian, they all have a different kind of writing style. Yeah. Lucy is a storyteller. Yes. And I connect with that yeah. in, in a different way that yeah. like I can I, – she's setting a stage. She's yeah. putting it out there like the, the, the story so I can follow along. I can visualize all of what she's saying, especially a lot of stuff about growing up in the church <laughs> yep. and a, a song called VBS uh-huh. <laughs> and and um talking about feeling betrayed by a friend who had sex for the first time mm-hmm. and um going to these church services and hearing about how you're a sinner and having a friend who has a shitty relationship with their dad and Mm -hmm. how you're like, I will do anything for my friend, including putting my thumbs through his eyes. Right.
2: Which she says repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, if you want to, if you want me to, I will kill him. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And it's just such a wonderful coming of age record. And I, I just, the more I listen to it, I'm just like, this is so, this is so good. Yeah, man. And then when I was like, wait a minute, she's
2: 25. I know it's not I'm
1: just fair. like, It's not
2: fair. I feel like all three of those boy geniuses are way too young to be making music <laughs> that they're making. Um, because, because
1: they're geniuses. Right. And you're just like, wait, you're, you're so good. Thank Oh my yeah. God. You're all, you're all three of you are so good.
2: Yeah. I don't mean to just immediately link Lucy too boy genius but it's kind of hard not to because all three of them have like really dominated um they've come into their own yeah uh Julian Baker's on my honorable mentions for this year um but yeah Phoebe was my number one last year Lucy's my number one this year I just feel like yes she is that kind of folky singer songwriter thing which you could maybe dismiss as being like okay more sad folky songs uh but it's all super catchy too. Mm-hmm. um She's being really vulnerable throughout mm-hmm. the record, as you're talking about. But there's a real variety of songs. Like it's not just acoustic ballads. She's going hard. She's using even that, like auto tune. That, B- that VBS times. part, the yeah. where like she
1: talks about like cranking Slayer up, yeah, and then like the the guitar, <laughs> guitar comes, comes in really in. Yeah. heavy. it's it rules. so good. I can't.
2: This is I I definitely had a pretty set list of albums, but I went. back and forth the last several months with what would end up where and this is my number one just because i'm like this is the undeniable sort of i listen to it all year i love every song on it it never sort of faded for me i think it's a real um strong mix of different kinds of songs but as you said very tied together with stuff that resonates maybe particularly for us yeah lots of songs about exploring trauma of christian youth culture (laughs) and the sort of relationship Strains that that wrought, um, and I think she deals with the fallout of that in a really interesting way. So, yeah, Lucy Dake is very glad she's on both of our lists, and that's it for both of us, right? Yes. Should we get to those Menchie's? Those
1: Menchie's, honorable Menchie's. Yeah. Um, a an artist that I learned about from our boy Scott Kerr. Ooh. He texted me, and he's like, "Have you heard this record by this guy?" From the UK, named Sam Fender, hmm. seventeen going under is named the record, and I want uh, a
2: text from Scott. Why hasn't Scott texted <laughs> me about it, Sam Fender? <laughs> Called out, bro. Um,
1: he. It's a. Uh, it. It's. If you like, um, Bruce Springsteen. If you like that new Killers record, um, yeah. That that sort of. Americana, rock, Mm -hmm. uh, pop rock um, anthem, uh, Sam Fender, 17 Going Under. This album is crushing in the UK. Mm. And the more I listen to it, I'm like, I'm very into this. Um, An album that I have not given enough time to because of literally every other... Record that's come out that I've been right. like is the new Idols record.
2: Yeah, it's on my honorable mentions. Too. I, I
1: just I I haven't had I, and it's funny because the last uh, times we've done this, I think yes they've they've both the Idols record has been on in our top records, but this year not so much. I think just because everything they just it got lost in all the other stuff.
2: It kind of did. Yeah, I mean yes, you had. Joy is an Act Resistance in your top 10 in 2018. I didn't because I like hadn't really heard it at that point, but it would certainly be on my list if I could kind of redo it now. And, and, then, Ult- and then last Ult- year we both had Ultramano. Ultramano, yeah. And I loved Ultramano. I mean, yeah. another kind of like... That's a heavy record, but it just hit me really hard. Yeah. And this one... I mean, crawler came out only like a month ago. Yeah. It's kind of snuck under the radar. And the first couple times through, I was just kind of like, nah, eh, I like it. It's just not moving me the way those last couple records yeah. did. So,
1: you know, and in the, the first time I heard Beachland ballroom, I was like, this is an interesting. Uh, single. <laughs> and, right. and there, they, a lot of slow burns. Yes. On this yeah, record. It's a, slow album. it's a very slow burn. Lots of building. And, um the Jeff Rosenstock mm-hmm. ska dream, mm-hmm. the uh ska version of his twenty twenty record, no dream, mm-hmm. which is he just took his twenty twenty album and made it all ska. I love it. And great. Um felt like a cheat to include that. Sure. Um another album that relatively new that i felt like i need more time with so i couldn't necessarily put it on my list adele's 30
2: yeah i'd consider that
1: um the opening track yes strangers by
2: nature really good holy
1: shit yeah Uh, there's there's a lot going on on this record i feel like this is uh a, the Adele version of the ingua ingua igna, lingua ignata. Lingua yeah, ignata. that's a that's a good comparison just yeah. a uh wrestling with a relationship yeah n- obviously not as <laughs> necessarily sure. as traumatic yeah. or anything but still Adele writes very honestly and uh i i appreciate that
2: yeah the first couple songs on that record I was like oh wow is this gonna be my favorite album of the year and then like a lot of it eventually kind of got into more sort of typical adult territory, seemingly for me, which I like, but just isn't at that level of like, wow, like really being floored by it, like you're saying, so.
1: Yeah. Um, In an album that I listened to uh, because of Jason, Mm. shadow producer. Yes. We Were Sharks, Mm -hmm. New Low. Yeah. And... Into it. I I was like, this is a cool it's it's similar to there's a uh, a tooth and nail band that i am blanking on at the moment that i will i will look up uh that has it's, it's there are moments where i'm like this sounds exactly like them but hmm. um so th- yeah those are those are a handful i'm sure they're i'm sure there are more i didn't write yeah i didn't write all of them down but like s- some off the dome those are some my honorable menchies
2: Yeah. Uh agree with all those. Good picks. I agree also that I'm sure there's tons of others that I'm forgetting about or whatever, but uh Idols, as you said. Joystick didn't make my list, but is uh, in there as a mention. Julian Baker as we talked about, Sam. Um The Armed, another band I think we've mm, talked yes. about in the pod. They're uh, um, Detroit. Are they Detroit? Um They are a hardcore band who is doing Yes, they're from Detroit. Um, Really interesting stuff. I mean, talk about, like, sort of bold <laughs> noise albums. Mm. Um, they make great sort of hardcore songs, but there's also just, like, a lot of, like, <laughs> intense sonic uh, heaviness to sort of get through as you're listening to them. Um, but really interesting stuff. I uh, probably like their last record a little more than this one, but I like this one a lot. Face to Face. Oh, shit. That should probably be in your mentions, Oh, my too. God, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, again when the album came out, I was yes, listening to that a lot. I know. And I just so fucking much. blanked on that.
2: Yeah. And I oh, only man. had it in here because you told me that it existed. Yes, and it's yes, a lot of fun. If you like face to face, you're going to like this album. Yeah. If you like anything, the face to face Yeah. No, it's I'm, a face to face record. It sounds great. Uh, and not in a way that's like, Oh boy, boring more of the same. Like, Oh, they've really captured that song. That sound I loved from like 25 years ago. Those whoa, whoa, woes. They oh, got them. Yeah, uh, yeah, they have such a great unique sound. Um, wolf club a band i know i've talked to you about they're very much a synth wave that's johnny potter hammock summertime <laughs> uh having a great time with some synths uh who i just talked about recently on the pod swedish punk band into that record as i mentioned silk sonic another record we've sure. both talked about yes yes uh really fun kind of Breezy, and then uh, just straight up bops, uh, kind of old school R and B sound from Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. I, up. I to be honest, I was
1: that that would say that'd be on my honorable Menchies. It's the album didn't quite live up. It to didn't the live hub, up no, to I, the singles. I agree. I agree. And yeah. uh, it's still good. Yes, it's still good. It's like I wouldn't say it's a. It's it sounds a bad, great. It's yeah. it's not a bad record. It's no. just. I was I was really hoping I was really hoping for more. Agreed. It's short too. Was it like eight or nine songs? It is
2: short. Um, But you know, definitely fun to throw on in a party or in the car with the window down or whatever. Uh, Or when you're smashing. When you're smashing, obviously. Speaking of smashing, Jasmine Sullivan. uh, Yes. She on your radar at all? Hotels. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I was listening to that album recently. It's great. Uh, Another one that I kind of only knew about because everybody was talking about it. She wasn't somebody I was familiar with, but really, really great R and B songs. Just like, yep. incredibly well executed, sexy. Like we're talking about, uh, you know, music to smash by. Uh, <laughs> hotels for her, uh, her own. We should uh, mission. we should say as I think it's
1: H E A O yes or H E A U X or yeah. something like that's that. How,
2: that's how the internet's spelling it these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a lot of fun. Really, really. I mean, I'm a prince enthusiast Mm. and if Mm. there are others out there you will enjoy this record Mm. uh finally tyler the creator i've kind of gone back and forth with him over the years and wolfgang and all that stuff but i think he's doing something really interesting on this record um and just always a really interesting producer of hooks and an interesting sounding song so a really good uh a package of hip-hop songs from him on this record that's it yep um I should say the
1: the We Were Sharks tooth and nail reference band I was thinking of was Amberlin. Okay, cool. so there are some moments on that we Were, that new We Were Sharks record where I'm like, this is so Amberlin. Huh. It's it's crazy. I like but, it. Yep. Hey, um those are good lists. Hey, what are your yes uh, Magpod Nation? What are your top albums? Let us know of the year. Let us know. Hey, so. John, mm. this album, this EP came out last year. Last year. And
2: uh, it's great. It is great. Should we take a little break and then talk about how great it is? I think we should. Yeah, we'll take a little break. When we come back, we will be talking
1: Hangnails 2020 EP, Christmas Hymns.
3: Hi,
5: I'm Liam Hooper. And I'm Peterson Toscano. Together, we co host the Bible Bash podcast. Each month, we look into a different ancient story. We're curious to find insights into our own queer lives. We discuss these and share our findings with you. You can find the Bible Bash podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out at the end of each month.
1: Mm -hmm. talking briefly yes about that hangnail talking that christmas hymns Mm -hmm. that four song ep that came out last year a breezy 12 minutes
2: four songs but you know what packs a punch oh man i don't need too much more than that although i would take more i would take more because you know bad religion put out
1: what, like, album. maybe uh, eight or nine yeah. songs on their, their Christmas songs
2: record? Grave Robber, as we heard. <laughs> eight eight or so songs there. Uh, an iconic Christmas <laughs> record. Weezer's got a great Christmas <laughs> record. Um, yeah, I so, you know, as we said, this is our first Hangnail ep. We were going to dive in with their debut, as we normally do, doing things a little differently this time to get to the Christmas record. But just a little bit of background, a little context, um, for this album. And then, uh, you know, we can dive deeper into them next time when we get into their actual debut, but uh, hangnail fellow Midwesterners mm. formed in Kenosha, Wisconsin in 1993. Uh, as we've said, not a ton of Midwest representation on the pod for us. Uh, so they're another exception to that. Um, they existed for a decade. Uh, broke up in 2003 and then got back together last year and released this. So that was exciting. I remember we were anticipating it. And then when it came out, we were both kind of like, wow, that was surprisingly (laughs) great. I'm, I
1: I think for some bands that are disbanded for a long time to come back and be (laughs) this tight. Yeah. And to come back for a
2: Christmas record where you're kind of like, is this going to be good?
1: No. And they killed it. The, the thing about hangnail and i've mentioned this a lot yes. is they are a band known for their uh shredding th- the shredding their yes. fast guitar work how tight they are yeah and i i i was just immensely impressed with how after so many years yeah <laughs> coming back and just being like wow you sound better
2: right it, yeah
1: <laughs> just like but and and to come back to and to have four songs that just are great and they're not of course you know oh come all you faithful no oh, holy night are kind of like yes standards but to have one small child and i wonder as i wander yeah, i had the same note are not it's it, you, it's not the typical right so i appreciate that yes you get you get some of the familiar and you get some of the less familiar and you get i think that's a great way to go about
2: such a short ep totally totally agree um i yeah i mean i when i think about the sort of stretch of hangnail records which we'll get into next month to close out the season um i think about that intricate technical guitar riffs as being kind of the standout uh, we talked about trying to learn uh, these guitar parts parts as kids and having a hard <laughs> time with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, Hangnail, not a band I knew super well uh, growing up, so it's been really fun to dive into these. And even if that was always an element in their records, the production was not always at the level that it is at now for the CP. So to right. have the production be so strong and their playing still be so proficient and interesting is a great combo. Um, we should say the band in 1983 and still today was Mike Middleton on lead vocals and bass. Interesting combo, the Mike Herrera special. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Nick Radovanovic, if I'm saying that right, um, on lead guitar and background vocals, just shredding his ass off. Mm. Matt Went on rhythm guitar and background vocals, and Jacob uh, Dio-Samagin on drums. Um, pretty... Do- pr- Dose. samagin Yeah um is, is he dutch it could be i don't know um happy uh put the candy in your clogs season to him or whatever <laughs> isn't that a dutch thing <laughs> sure
1: are they uh, is, he, is he, he he's too busy with his finger in the dike right is that isn't that the dutch
2: thing? yeah i think so it sounds great uh <laughs> um, sorry jake <laughs> <laughs> he is out um, yeah, pretty impressive that they kept their lineup intact the whole time and then still today. Um, but yeah, this record was released, uh, December 4th of 2020 on Tooth and Nail, which again, another maybe unusual thing that a lot of these bands we cover who were on Tooth and Nail, uh, don't necessarily come back to Tooth and Nail 20 years later, they did. And uh, this record rules, um, sounds great, sounds clean, but sounds, uh, you know, packs punch, as I said, when it needs to, it hits hard. Um, and I couldn't find much about the sort of production of this, like the recording or, uh, many details about it. But, you know, I think as far as maybe why they did the songs, we've talked about this on the pod a, a couple times that like Christmas songs work great for punk. Um, <sighs> yeah. For the same reason that we cited for those other bands we talked about, it's just great melodies, songs that are strong enough to sort of be interpreted lots of ways. But the harmonies and the melodies are a particularly good fit for punk rock and a lot of sort of classic Christmas songs. Um, and I think it sound great here. Um, his vocals, too, are another yep. thing we'll get into, which maybe early on sounded a little thin for me. I feel like they sound great here. They're very full. couple of uh, vocal guest appearances mm-hmm. we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Some dudes we're familiar with who also yep. sound great. Yep um are you talking about a couple dudes we've talked about this this very, this very season? season yes indeed um what better way to close than by hearing some of our our old pals from along that's right season. um <laughs> at least one one pal <laughs> they're they're pals <laughs> we we like them no um, i'd be just like might be they're, a one-way street
3: there's <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's assessment of us yeah sure um but yeah super fun should we uh should we dive in yes i
1: think we should uh, a christmas classic
2: mm-hmm. hangnailified mm-hmm. oh
1: come all ye faithful This is my number 2. Me too. Me too. God, I you know it's it's sort of come you're come to expect this on sure. just about any but it like I, bad religion does this as yep. well and but the th- some of the stuff that they do to kind of switch it up and what I love about punk rock versions of hymns or Christmas songs is that it really accentuates the chord progressions yes. and the melodies so yeah. well. Things that might maybe be a little bit yeah. slower and right. more subtle and a cl- more classical version of this. It, it, they especially like the minor minor mm-hmm. chords really pop out uh, on this song and it's and the drums too. Everything. Everything. Everything on the song just like explodes
2: yep. out the gate we're we're opening up that christmas pit <laughs> right out the gate here and i gotta say it's it's been it's been too long for us to be playing air drums and guitar <laughs> next to each other in person well uh, what's
1: what's the uh what's the hard times the hard times headline like the the heart uh, the punk rock father won't let
2: kids open up the open up the pit till christmas, <laughs> til christmas, christmas morning yeah so good you gotta do it with this song um yeah, I love how fast it is. It's so driving. I love that little acapella dropout. Um, anytime that happens on the record, where like the kind of choir voices comes yeah. in, it's great. Uh, short and sweet too. You know, two minutes, get in, get out. Um, we got to get. We need to get to that little shreddy part. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it just, sounds awesome as always
1: yeah yeah two bucks and some change uh, get know. in get out it's it is it's a winner yep um one small child featuring Josh Kimball hey dogwood will be my number three same here um i'm pretty sure we're gonna have the same i think so (laughs) but you know we were we were sort of talking a little bit off off pod that we feel like josh's vocals sound better like just in this like he sounds great he really does we we were a little rough at times on dogwood sure. when we, t- when we covered them and that his vocals could be very hit or miss, yeah. but this sounds, sounds great. great. I think he works really well, um, uh, kind of, uh, bouncing off Mike. Yes. And I think they're good. They're a good combo. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd be, they'd make a great, like punk rock duo, yeah. dualist dual vocals yeah. situation. They're,
2: they're different, distinct, Kinds of voices, and yes. hearing Josh come in is like, oh, there's that dogwood sound. that sounds so cool here. <laughs> Into it, and then he does that thing where he moves his voice up, like singers do, you know, yeah, like when you're singing, <laughs> and it sounds really good. <laughs> like when you're when you're talking, but like you move it up and down a bit, uh, it's louder and longer. <laughs> um, no, but I just yeah, when he when he goes up, it, I just like something about like his Ooh. register there, like works so well for me. He sounds great. Um, again, just driving, fun, uh, it's cool tambourine that comes in on the chorus yeah. that kind of drives that great melody throughout now this song what's your relationship to david meese None. non-existent <laughs> as was mine we're bros bro. <laughs> me and meese and well, well me and me here. <laughs> let me just text him real quick and be like what's up bro i always thought this song was older like i thought this song was like i've heard you know choral versions and I assumed this predated 1993 or whatever it was when CCM singer David Meese made it a hit. Um, but the song is great. I mean, he, the original song sounds very synthy in a not uh, un-smitty way. Um, but I think it sounds cool, um, and it's a great melody. I mean, there's a reason why this song has been done by like choirs, and it's c- because it sounds older. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, I think it's a cool entry is one that you don't always hear, as yeah. we were saying, and I think a punk rock version accentuates the kind of minor elements like you're saying and kind of the mysterious sound of it a little more. Um it's yeah. just a really interesting melody. Um then there's they could like,
1: have done they could have done Mary Did You Know. Yeah, which a, a Mark Lowry classic. <laughs> uh
2: I prefer this. <laughs> um <laughs> Lil Marky should do it, Mary Did You Know. <laughs> <laughs> Woof.
0: <laughs> Mary, you did, did, you did you know <laughs> that I would grow up to be a messiah. Um And it's because I wasn't a <laughs> <laughs> Oh
2: little Marky, you can't ruin our Christmas. Um Uh it, no, I was gonna say like a great bridge if you wanna call it that, um, where they bring in we three kings. Yes. Uh a cappella. Uh, that's at like 108. If we want they to hear they do. They do some mashups
1: on this record, which I
2: appreciate.
0: Ah. So
3: yeah.
2: good. I mean, the acapella into the harmonies into the toms, and then Josh coming in with the, the shouts in a bit. Just <laughs> t- 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 rules. Uh, yeah, great. Very cool. Um... And to our
1: shared number four, yes. Uh, I wonder as I wander, which another entry into the lesser yes. covered. into it definitely into it it's but it's a decidedly
2: four on the yeah, list agreed it doesn't doesn't hit it quite the same level it's also not going as hard and fast but yes. i mean as you said yeah it's it's another cool one that you don't always hear i feel like it makes a great punk song like those cool kind of haunting melodies uh here work well um there's a sweet shreddy guitar solo later um but yeah, as a whole doesn't really stand out as much as the others to me. He, he Dude this is shred, <laughs> dude.
1: I think I've said many a times on the pod at, throughout the time that we've yes. been recording that the one time I saw Hangnail at Heart and Soul, mm. just like pretty great. Just seeing the shredding, just just shred my face off, bros. Shred it right off. Um, um, yeah, okay, shared number one. Yes, it seems pretty basic sure. to choose oh holy night but you know what they got our boy they do john warren he's in there minnesota's son Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming in our mr ace himself uh joining the boys boys from the nail oh holy night
2: <laughs> and the bells so okay.
1: john warren just crushing s- it sing right into my heart mm,
2: you just be- velvety smooth you beautiful you beautiful man <laughs> he sounds wonderful this um, is
1: this is why i think having like dual vocalists yes like having josh yeah and john like they have such distinct yes, voices like totally. g- going up uh after Mike to like sing their, their verses. It just like, it pops. Yep. It's, you know, it's like that Blink 182. You got mm-hmm. your, you got your Tom, you got your Mark, yep. just very distinct, you know, who's singing what. And yep. it just sounds great. I'm, I love it. I love this song, but we can't, we can't, we can't uh forget the Carol of the Bells. No, we got to hear that part. Of this song. <laughs> got to hear it. Do you do you have the timestamp on that? Uh, two fifty-two, I think. Okay. This is the part that sells this yes. song. <laughs>
2: Yes, So good.
3: <laughs> Ugh, amazing.
2: So good. Yeah. I feel like, as you're saying, John and Josh bring in very distinct, uh, unique sounds, uh, adding to what is already a sound different from both of theirs. They bring different energy to it. Um, but he just sounds so great here. And, like, him coming in for the second verse and then again with the high harmony at the ending, it just, like... Totally sells it. But I'm already a sucker for this song. This is, like, one of my very favorite Christmas songs already. Right. Um, but they do so many different interesting, cool things here. That opening, I feel like that melody, like, is that from something else? The, like, dun, dun, dun.
1: But they have not only, like, the the bells, but, like yeah the, there's jingle bells the jingle bells, church bells the church
2: bells guitar matching it like i feel like that melody is from something and i could not place it but maybe it's an original i absolutely love it i don't know whatever it is it works super great um and then yeah bringing in the church bells in for like a thrill of hope and then it's just the guitar and the jingle bells and the vocals for the fall on your knees it's like just all so satisfying yes. um But yeah, the slowing down into the medley Carol of the Bells is absolutely. Plus the children's (laughs) choir on top. It's just like chills. It it, Um, it has everything. This song has everything. Yeah. And then back to that opening melody to close the song like slower. So I love this song already. Whatever they were going to do with it, I would probably be into. But the fact that they did so many interesting things makes it our shared number one. So good. John, today we are able to
1: have a special guest. Talking to John Warren about his contribution to the Christmas hymns record. That's right. And why he
2: just sounds like a goddamn angel. He sure does. (laughs) Let's go to him now for more. Yes, let's do that. Thank you for making a little time for us today. Um, Yeah. And yeah, we'll just kind of talk through your experience of it. I don't know if there's anything in particular that you want to hit uh, or avoid or whatever, um, but we'll keep it uh, a short a short call so you know it's Fair enough? The, the ep itself
1: is is like 12 minutes long yes. so you know yeah um but you know welcome officially for the first time to magnified pod um uh discussing ace has at least in my estimation been one of the highlights of this season um and just being able to almost like cap off this season uh, talking to you about a recent project you did with hangnail is just as, as kind of a wild uh, thing in itself. But um, I guess one of our first questions uh, would be, when did you first hear of hangnail?
5: Uh. Oh, yeah i'll just say it was uh, wild for me to um just to hear from those guys again after all this time and uh yeah not doing a ton of music nowadays so it's sure. just just awesome uh when did we first hear them we played our first show with hangnail as uh as ace and i want to say like 98 wow. 99. we played in madison i think one of their friends was a promoter and uh invited us that was like a long distance trip you know for for ace from minneapolis <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: minneapolis to to wisconsin uh, to some place in wisconsin yeah
5: yeah exactly yep <laughs> um yeah i think so yeah we played with them at some i want to say a coffee shop or something and then we played with them uh also at a uh well, like at, at their church, I'm, I'm getting the, uh, the times, uh, mixed up a little bit. I think maybe that trip, we just played with them for the first time, uh, for, for one show, but then we, you know, uh, we liked each other enough to, uh, to want to do lots more shows together. So we sure. did, but, um, yeah, I remember that one specifically cause I got my, my tooth chipped by some, somebody that was a little bit too rowdy Ooh, in uh, the front row. Well, not that there um, were rows, you know, it's a <laughs> big sure, circle. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, so that would have that been before their first album even came out where they they were just like you were hearing about uh this sort of up and coming band cuz i don't know did they have any did they do any like eps or anything before their first album came out i'm not
5: sure they i'm not sure if they released it but i know that they had something with like don't let The sun go down on your anger is Mm. I want to say one of the one of the things that they had like you know because you do a ton ton of demos back then. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure that they had any music out at that point, but we you know you get to know a lot of bands as you're like invited to different shows you know back then, and at that point you know um, kind of the stars were in a lot of uh, kids' eyes with you know the whole tooth and nail punk rock scene, and so you know. The the two of our bands were were some of those, um, yeah. And they were uh, they were incredible even even yeah. back then, you know, before their their first tooth and nail release. Just yeah, the, sh- en- en- the shredding. Uh, the we shredding. would always be envious. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not just the shredding, which is you know one of their most easily recognizable things about Hangnail, but uh, the vocals, the harmonies. Mm -hmm. goodness you know uh everything they they were the kind of the complete package so um yeah we we always loved doing shows with those guys and they so at that point we were kind of like same trajectory same uh same focus um same uh yeah i don't know so we we were kind of like brother bands at that point
2: so when you first got uh involved with them last year reuniting working on Christmas hymns, how did that process come together? Did you know they were getting back together? Did you know they were working on this Christmas record? Like, how did you kind of first get involved with the EP?
5: Yeah, uh, it was completely out of the blue. Uh, Mike sent uh, an email asking if uh, I'd like to sing on one of their songs. I was like, A, Hangnail's back, baby. Uh, That's amazing. (laughs) And like, I, I, I don't know, I had tears in my eyes like, just i felt so honored that yeah. you know they would want to ask me and just that you know that uh, that relationship had had stayed so um yeah i was i was just blown away to be honest with you so we just traded a bunch of emails back and forth um uh they sent the uh, the the stems for for the song saying like Um, if you want to do, you know, a verse or two, uh, put some harmonies on there, just whatever you want to do, just, just do, do some stuff. And I I thought it was kind of funny, like do some harmonies on a hangnail record. (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) Like what could I possibly bring to this? But, um, yeah, so I did, I think I did like the second verse and, um, There were a couple of spots maybe in the the bridge i want to say it did some oohs and ahs and (laughs) (laughs) at the end i was like i heard something because you know the the song keeps building higher and higher um and then at the end like i was like i i gotta just belt something so i i did a a couple of different harmonies stacked on top of each other um i was like there's you know there's no way they're gonna use this ridiculousness but uh I think they used some of it, so so that was fun.
2: That was that was the right call because I feel like I mean, that's our shared favorite song from that set of songs. They're already doing really, I already love that song, but they're doing interesting things with the version of it. And then when your high harmony comes in at the end, it's just like the you know the 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 icing on the cake of like this thing is officially now our favorite jam on this record. So I feel like having your voice come in. Uh, mixing with mics and kind of capping the whole song really makes the thing extra special. So,
1: yeah. And how did, uh, so for, for what we talked about on this, about this EP that it's been like 17 years or something since they put out music and how like tight they, they, they sound better. Like, I don't know how, how a band goes that long without putting out music and they just come back and they're just an absolute powerhouse still. Mm. It's so, it's so impressive. And then, you know, they had Josh Kimball on a song and had you on a song and we were commenting that the blending of of his voices with uh, his voice with, with you guys sort of it's such a good balance because every you and Josh have such, uh different styles of singing, different kinds of voices, but like everybody just sounds great all around. everything just sounds awesome and that the that song just blew me away. And so what what were you thinking when you first did you hear any of the other songs or did you just hear just the oh holy night
5: uh, step? Yeah, I think at that point, b- when I before I had uh, you know, started, trying to sing on there uh, dusting off the pipes I uh, I think I'd only heard those uh, uh, so, some of the tracks from that from that song I hadn't heard anything else put together until uh, Nick sent a couple back um, after like he had you know polished up <laughs> what I had done and uh, and sent it back so um, I was I, I, I'm gonna be honest I was I had a hard time singing on that song because of, like, Mike has such a strong voice, and his voice is in a way lower register than mine. So, if I'm singing as low as he's singing, I I, it sounds like I'm whispering almost, right? So I need like I need the uh, I need the notes to be quite a bit higher for me to have any any kind of oomph to it. Uh, So I was I was I was just pushing as hard as i could and then when i heard then uh that josh uh was gonna be on there as well i was like oh well it's it's all over now that guy's <laughs> voice is tough as crap
2: it's a mix of different kinds of voices that works really well so i'm glad we get to hear the variety yeah don't don't sell yourself short man, oh, man. <laughs> no you sounded. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, was it uh that. Is Oh Holy Night like one of your favorites? I mean, is that how did you feel about the the song beforehand? As sort of a, a Christmas classic.
5: Uh, I have uh, conflicted feelings on it. Um, sure. It is a beautiful song, right? Just however it's arranged and whoever is doing it, it's it's amazing. Um, but my relationship is a little different, where. Um, uh, I want to say it was like 2006 or 2007 i was doing some uh animation for reliant k mm-hmm. um and so we took what well, was is <laughs> my idea to take uh this this demo we, we were given like a cd full of like demos that were um uh i would say ill-advised ill-advised and this was one of those um it was a guy singing to a great accompaniment um but he should have probably had a couple more passes in the studio. Uh, and so I I took this track and I pitched it up and I made a, a reindeer sing it uh, in an animation. Right. And so yes, for me, since then, it kind of ruined the song for me. So um, uh, like I, you know, I, I tweeted out every year like, hey, Merry Christmas. You know, let's whatever you can make of it now after listening to this. Um, but this uh yeah, the hangnail one is uh, a bit redemptive in that way, sure. I will say. <laughs> good, good.
2: Beautiful. Did they do you think uh you got chosen for that because of that uh uh history? Or do you think <laughs> it was just they thought your voice would be a good thing? A-
5: after I sent in my uh my track uh for them, I, I let them know about that and they had no idea. So um okay, I think they probably would have reconsidered uh, had they known. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it all works out. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I mean, Hangnail is uh, back, you know, hopefully working on some new stuff. That's the hope that they don't just drop a four song Christmas EP and then disappear again. I mean, it kind of sounds like the the streets are talking and saying like, Hangnail Ace Reunion Tour. I feel like that's what I keep hearing everybody say.
5: Uh Oh, really?
1: Yeah, that's... They're saying that. that. That's what they're saying. (laughs) The word on the street. Ace, Ace Hangnail, Reunion Tour. Uh Uh-huh,
5: uh-huh. All of them hanging out in the metaverse, talking about it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Man, the Uh metaverse of uh, Christian rock uh, singers is really (laughs) something we need to incorporate Uh into the pod. Uh, Yeah, I mean, is there any... uh, is there any chance of a new John Warren uh, musical output in the near future? Anything like that in the works?
5: Uh, I mean, I would say never say never, but um, I, I don't, I don't, I just just don't have a great answer for that. Um, okay. uh, you know, once in a great while, I will uh, get together with my buddies in Yellow Second, and we'll do yes. a little something, you know, uh, yes. Garage Band rehearsal. Um, uh, we just recorded a thing. I think you guys may have seen. Uh, yeah, we recorded like a four song thing yeah. for our uh, our buddy's 40th birthday. Yes. Um, Scott. I, I've been meaning Scott to put Chad. it online somewhere. Okay.
1: It's it's, it's awesome. so great. Yeah. It's like every, everybody. I mean, the production just in itself just sounds great. But everybody just is just so solid. And, and Scott's voice is just amazing and and I love that you know you're you're hamming it up a little bit and in there did you did you did I think Scott said you met you uh you edited it right did you do the edit
5: yeah exactly so yeah. I yeah amazing I I kind of right. had carte blanche on uh you know some of those uh terrible decisions that were made at, oh uh, come on <laughs> humor attempts <laughs> had to had to keep it interesting
1: well done. <laughs> no, that's great um well whether it's uh ace or yellow second or whatever we're hoping uh one of these one of these days we can be lucky enough to uh uh see you see you do something and if not that we'll just hang out have some have some beers or something and at the very least
5: i'm down for that uh, no i i super appreciate that and i'll uh you'll you guys would be the first to know sweet
2: hell yeah love it <laughs> thanks for talking with us yeah man. we don't well don't
1: want to take up any more of your time but um we we appreciate it and um we hope you and yours have a great christmas and um hope to see you see you up here in the,
2: in the midwest at some point
5: indeed wish i were there to do a little three-way cheers with some eggnog right now
2: yeah man that's right, man. It'll happen one day. One of these days. For now, I'm just gonna put on a Holy Night on repeat and <laughs> rock out to myself.
5: There we go. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Thanks John.
2: Take care.
1: I can't remember the last time a 12 minute EP was just <laughs> so strong. Yeah. I just agree. like coming in so hard after what 17 years? What was when was their last? 2003. 2018 yeah, so, yeah, years. Yeah. It's wild. Gosh. Uh, so good. Make a new album. <clears throat> this is this is what I'm hopeful of. Yeah, you know we, I don't know. It's it's the it's the magpod, <laughs> wishing things into existence. Right. You know we come we're coming out here. We're like oh we're gonna talk about this band. It's like
2: oh shit they got <laughs> got some new musical <laughs> some new right? stuff. The fact that they all reunited and made this what I assume was a well received EP is encouraging that maybe they'll do more. I haven't really seen anything from them over the last year since it came out but no. i hope something is coming uh this was super fun to cover um good for the special good as a first for you into hangnail yes we'll get more into them as we go yes but uh yeah curious to know folks thoughts on uh christmas hymns we don't often overlap entirely except for like very short eps that makes (laughs) sense um but you know having the track for track for all fours uh it's rare it's a christmas miracle
1: it's a, it's a festivus miracle
2: um we got festivus coming up man that's it's very true very soon and i got a lot of a lot of things to say about <laughs> all Got you a, people. Lot of you say? People. <laughs> a lot of problems with you people <laughs> um
0: fight your father
2: <laughs> let us know your problems with us uh <laughs> don't at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review We'll read your view on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 7 You can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com magnifiedpod for bonus content and early episodes. My brain's starting to slow down. Uh, <laughs> you can pick up some merch, magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to all of you. For a great season and a great year. Yes. We're winding down here, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl, specifically. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork. Well, our time in the uh, Christmas tree box is over the, for this t- Our time in the manger? <laughs> That's Sure, yeah. <laughs> We're popping out of there <laughs> to rise and lead a nation. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> back out in that, I don't know, uh, hill. <laughs> <laughs> back out on the mount next week when we'll discuss that uh, next week. We're gonna take a little break, <laughs> yeah. You know, Christmas and all. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a pause. We'll we'll, come back. we'll let
1: you know when we're coming back.
2: Yeah, we'll finish out Hangnail. We'll finish out the season. May you all have a, a blessed and and um, hot sauce centric uh, holiday season. Sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you after after the holidays.
1: Killed it. So good. Perfect harmonies. (laughs) Everything was flawless.
3: For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.